show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. The following is a world-class bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the last standing Samoan, Big Rig, Nick Utam. <laughs> you had to think for a second. Yeah. To... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, I'm glad to be here on this wonderful Thursday night. Uh, Merry Christmas uh, to everybody out there, everybody listening, everybody going to listen in the future. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great show. Yes, it is, folks. We got a lot of stuff planned. We're going to be talking about the best and the worst of 2022. Big news stories this week and just some, you know, usual WCBS uh, tomfoolery. So we're going to have a good time tonight. But let's not wait any longer to introduce our next host, American Ramrod Kendo Slice. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Now, folks, you're probably wondering where Dion is. He'll be here in a minute. He just had some family stuff to take care of. So Dixon Cider, don't worry. Um... He's also going to get that gift because, folks, tonight's show is not going to be as long as normal. So if you have anything you want to say to us, uh, send in everything early because i got to hit a red eye to Cincinnati for Christmas. So it's just like the damn movie. We just really don't want to talk to you guys. (laughs) That's really the secret behind it all. Yeah. No, but uh, We all sat down and said, no, we don't want to do this show. Fuck it. We'll give him 20 minutes and we're out. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about Phil Florin, Florin Filth, and that's it. That'll satisfy the little SOBs. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, oh man. Uh, yeah uh, folks let's have a fun time now folks i'd like to thank everybody who joined us on tuesday night because we had our holiday toy drive yes mm-hmm. so wcvs was in the season of uh giving this year well we weren't you guys were we just wanted to help uh spread the word and you know Help a good cause. So what's a better cause than helping kids have a nice Christmas? There isn't one. Honestly, uh, at this time of year, that's what it's about. Family, giving, all that fun stuff. So this year, we wanted to do the 2022 WCVS Toy Drive. And folks, it's been a very successful toy drive. We only ran the show for about three hours on Tuesday. And as of now, we're well past $1,000. So I'd like to thank everybody who has donated wonderfully to the Toys for Tots uh, 2022 WCBS Toy Drive. And uh, if you thought this one was fun, wait till next year. We're already planning some stuff out. But mm-hmm. if you'd like to go back and check out the fundraiser that is still open on the video, and um, yeah, go back and listen to this past week's show. We had and a give lot of money. Christmas memories. Yes, give money. <laughs> it's not for us, it's for the toys for the tots. So if, yes, you like, goes... if, you, if you're like, I'm not giving any money for that, you hate children. And well, that's just not cool. <laughs> I mean, if we need to stick and carrot it, we will. We're already going to be watching Basmati Blues this coming oh, Jesus year. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Why did we do that to ourselves? Because I wanted us to get to 1,000 and to torture Nick. <laughs> yeah, Kendall loves torturing me. Well, they deserve it. You deserve it. Everyone deserves a little torture this holiday season, folks. Yeah, He's, he's into that shit anyway. I've seen his collection. Listen, listen, listen. So what? What's your point? Yeah, whip and whips and chains excite Nick. We don't judge. Really, I mean, we don't no, not at all. Channel. You're you're saying things that are true. I don't know. I don't know what you're. Ta- I don't know. You know, 
No, I wasn't making. I wasn't. It's not a joke. I was just. It was. That was an informative comment. <laughs> it's easy to shop for me for Christmas, yeah, um, folks. If you, if you, if you uh, want to get Nick a Christmas present, anything that could be used to spank and titillate is something you should send to the PO box. Or if you just want to dress up like a dominatrix and send him pictures of that, that that works too. Now, folks, that address is scrolling on the bottom of the screen. If you want yeah. to send Nick these wonderful toys. WCBS Show, 14320 Ventura Boulevard, Suite 163, Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. Yeah, Make he sure doesn't send he... that care of the Samoan Sizzler, Nick Utah. <laughs> and, yeah, if he, you, uh... and, uh, and if you want to want to spread the Christmas cheer and get something for Kendo that's real special, make sure you get one of those discount, discounted toys from the Eternals mm. of Kunal Nanjani, or as Kenna talk, 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 talks about him, the, the Roided Apaki. And yeah. send all Kumball, those toys. Kumball knob jobby. <laughs> Yeah, let's send all those toys to you know care of care of Kendo or whatever to to him. So that's why he gets it. Yeah, that's fine. You know, Nick Nick does not want a lot for Christmas. He just you know all he wants for Christmas is a leather daddy. <laughs> Please, Santa, I beg of you. Whoa, Clone <laughs> Geek! If you got me Alf Pogs, I would be thrilled because number one, that is a callback to one of the best ever episodes of The Simpsons, and two, I love Alf. The lives lost on Christmas Eve. Nagatomi Plus. <laughs> yes, folks. I, wonder, yeah. I really wonder. You know what? That's a constant joke, but I really wonder how much would it cost to get a fucking Christmas Christmas party happening at the Nagatomi Plaza? <laughs> well, I live by the building. It's the Fox building, and it's mostly like it used to be like where they shot the movie was inside that thing. And it, I think it's just law firms and other like corporate stuff that's still in there. Uh, don't try to go in the door though, because when Phil was in town, we drove around the parking structure, or sorry, the, like that lot that's in the movie. That's behind the building. Mm -hmm. So we drove up there. We took some pictures. We were looking around, and not two minutes later, here comes security. So we're like, ah, we're gonna go. But <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza, they really after Christmas 1988, man, security's been really high around that place. <laughs> but I, but I wonder how much would like a Christmas party cost to 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 have it in there. What floor are you going to do it on? The top one. The very top one. And it's still under construction. <laughs> somebody somebody blew up the fucking helipad. <sighs> those, the, now, those motherfuckers. Now, hold on a second. Oh, damn it. I'd have to pay to, to read this on Bloomberg. They have an article about the Die Hard Tower lacks Christmas cheer ahead of its debt deadlines. I guess the fucking building's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> a building in California in debt? No. Nah. Not possible. Fucking California. <laughs> <laughs> just put a bunch of homeless people in there. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll you know, it'll, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Or just host the Oscars there, and then chase all the homeless people out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey oh guys, what's up? Hmm. Since we are in the spirit of giving, folks, I would just like to let you know that for a whopping 85 cents, you can send Kendo a Funko Pop keychain of the Eternals, Kumail Nanjani. <laughs> <laughs> so find them and send them in. You know what's going to oh happen? What? People are going to send me a shitload of this fucking guy's figures, and I'm going to get them all like next time at Horror Round or something like that. And that video <laughs> clip is going to go viral. And he's going to think I'm like this massive fan of his. And he's going to show up at some place. He's like, he's going to be like, I heard you're a big fan of me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Go away. 
just admit that you just admit you took steroids. That's all I want you to do. I don't want you. I don't want to I don't, just be like, look, I, there was an opportunity. They were looking for a brown man that could be a superhero and play all these movies. And I wanted to do that. And so I pretended to live clean and eat nothing but steamed chicken breast and broccoli and rice and, and work out twice a day. No, just say you did roids. And then I will just <laughs> just come clean. Just be like, look, I'm fucking roided up to the gills. I'm on everything. I'm anabolic steroids, HGH, horse tranquilizer, you name it. I'm doing it. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I don't eat you anymore. Hmm? But stop pretending to be an Indian in the movies, okay, please? Now, guys, <laughs> we have to take oh, a moment because we already have a wonderful super chat from our friend, Sejorjan, which means we have to stop what we're doing and press this button right here. So, folks, get ready. It's time for Professor Steiner to school you. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sejorjan, thank you very much for sending us the super chat. He says, Coach Kendo, a few months back, I asked if you knew about World War II mad lad, Mad Jack Churchill. Did you get a chance to look into it? Like how he played bagpipes wielding a claymore, Scottish sword, into battle, and him killing a Nazi with a bow and arrow? I'm not. Um, if you could catch a glimpse of me behind the scenes, you would find out that I am one busy little bastard. And uh, that's only going to get busier in about, oh, three weeks. So um, if you've got a good book recommendation, go ahead and send that over. I'll pick that up and try to find time to read it and report back. Uh, I love there's a YouTube video titled Mad Jack Churchill, A Life Too Unbelievable for Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to look. I'm going to look it up. Or I'm going to look it up. Sounds like, too, uh, yeah, sounds like he's the most interesting man in the world is what it sounds like. No, that's the well, dude that drinks Dos Equis. <laughs> he might uh, whoop ass on a James Bond level. I mean, James Bond might not be as cool afterwards after you read about the the real world events of uh, Jesus. He he lived to be ninety years old as well. Well, clearly he survived World War Two then. Yeah, he made it till nineteen ninety six. Oh, good for him. Oh, yeah, we were. Uh, I don't know what we were. We were. The world was awaiting the release of Independence Day, and he <laughs> passed away. So R.I.P. Uh, Mr. Churchill. Aliens got him. Well, at least <laughs> at least he got to see Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You didn't see it completely go to hell. Yeah. You know. At least he got to see good Star Wars. 
I have said that about Elvis. When I was reading about Elvis's death, I was like, oh, he died August of 77. Well, I hope he saw Star Wars before he died. <laughs> so I've had those thoughts before, Nick. I know that's weird, but... <laughs> no, no, but that's like... No, that's a constant thing I think about whenever I hear about a celebrity dying, like, nowadays. I'm just like, oh, man, the guy died in 93. Well, at least he, at least he got to see Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys... Uh, we had a word of the day coming. Now, folks, you know how we like to read all the super chats and stuff. We appreciate everything everybody wants to send in tonight. Uh, we appreciate that. But uh, Joseph Bienowich got here first. So mm. the word of the day, guys, it's like a compound word, but it's holiday related. So the word of the day is jizzle balls. So how Stella got her jizzle balls back. Mm. I really, I really wonder if YouTube will, will 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 flag that word or not. The fantastic Mister Jizzle Balls. Yeah. Instead of the Eternals, it's just the Jizzle Balls, starring Cumball Najisami. <laughs> ah, Mister Najisami. He comes from such a wise lineage. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh God, your 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 disdain for that actor makes me happy. It really does. Like I said it all boils down to the fact that he's clearly not natural, but he screams about it how he is. So it's the choice of California, then. Gotcha. And he's a pretentious prick. That's the main. That's, thing. that's also another one. The funny thing was is that he went he, like, before that. He did he did a show called what was it Silicon Valley, where and apparently you know he was still doing comedy clubs and things like that, and he was very personable. But once once Disney, you know, it gets injected into you, um, you turn into an asshole. So, Kendo, I yeah. have some good and some bad news. <laughs> okay, he finally came out and said he roided it up. No, no, no. It is about him, but he did not come clean. Uh, this exists in the world. There is a cosplay <laughs> suit. <laughs> oh my god! Now. I know you're getting ready to think, oh, Jeff, I'm not going to wear that. No, no, no. I'm not going to recommend you wear it. Since he's not here on time, should we uh, find a way yes, to Dion's get wearing Dion? it? <laughs> yes, we're making Dion wear it. And the Folks, main thing, we, he, he's got to grow his hair out a little bit so that it's nice and black and thick. And he has to constantly have a stupid, pretentious look at me. I'm a fucking prick look on his face at all times. So it's so like normal then, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> kind of just like small Nama Jambanami. Not without Uranus. Got it. So, folks, um, we might get this for Dion this year. That's going to be our punishment, like we said every time, folks. If Dion doesn't show up on time, we're going to get him something weird and uh, make him wear it at the convention. So, folks, you guys sent in the turkey suit. Uh, Redman Productions has been there for some of these things, so he knows what goes down. And uh, remember, last week we said we were starting the countdown to episode 400. Yes. We're going to keep that joke rolling this and every week, folks. So join us in March of 2024 for episode 400, where we talk about something. <laughs> should we all be wearing Eternals? No, we should not be wearing Eternals. No, 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 no. Don't pull that on us. Don't pull that on us. Don't do that. I won't. The audience will. Oh, God. All right. Let's just get this off here. We have stuff oh, to talk about. Here's an answer here. According to this article, Kumal Jabanani came out and said that he definitely had lots and lots of help, but not from not from Royds. He's claiming he had a professional team. So, like Jared in that episode of South Park, Kumal Nanjani has AIDS. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Camille. Yeah. Oh, now, folks, we have some other stuff to talk about before we get into um, everything. We will have no High Council this week. It'll be the holiday season, so uh, do not look for a brand new episode to drop this coming Tuesday. Uh, we'll have some stuff, some content coming your way over Christmas in the coming days, but uh, we're going to be out of town celebrating time with family, and I'll be seeing Dion soon, so we'll get some content on the books. If you guys want to see Dion and I do a, a, I don't know, a video of something, and you have some questions for us, like an Ask Us Anything, shoot them over to worldclassbsatmail.com. Kendo will forward those to me, and Dion and I will make you yes. a drunk video of us talking about you should, some things. You should go live on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Uh, if we're sober enough, we'll go live on Twitter. That sounds like a plan. So, now, guys. Um, oh, shit, Zorjan just sent us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thanks, Zorjan. Hey, Jesse, do you want to see what Dion's going to have to wear to the convention because he's late? <laughs> that is an Eternals cosplay suit. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's yes. going to embarrass all the rest of you guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna go the extra mile. Folks, I'm going to show what uh, Sejorjan just sent Dion. Thank you, Sejorjan. I'm going to make us a logo that's world-class bullshitters with just the three of us. So when he shows up wearing the Eternals costume, he'll just look like a cosplayer. Is that too mean? <laughs> no, I, that's, I that's, think it's that's perfectly acceptable. I'm that's perfectly yeah, is. Yeah, that's almost as acceptable as coming out and admitting that you did steroids. Yeah, when he said he had a team, I'm just like, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, a what team are... of steroids. Yeah. That's All right, rock. moving on from Nabajimani, or Kingo, as he's called in that movie. <laughs> what a fucking stupid name. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, tonight, folks, we're going to be talking about um, the end of the year stuff. We're also going to be talking a little bit about some of the, uh, the... There's really not a lot of DC stuff to talk about, but I did want to bring up Avatar, and we have a few other fun things tonight, folks. Um, Avatar, dude. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm not here to sing the movie's praises, but I thought you might appreciate... What about the body this... electric? <laughs> That's the worst episode of The Twilight Zone, too. I fucking hate that one. There was some... I... Oh, there... There's a Twilight. There was a no. There's a Sanford and Son marathon on one of the channels on Christmas Eve, and I said something about, "Oh man, we're gonna miss the Twilight Zone marathon." Then I was like, "Oh wait, I got it on DVD. I can watch it whenever I want." Also, that's on New Year's. Yes, it is. I was confused, Jeff. It's okay. That's where I was I, going with this. I, I missed the Twilight Zone marathon. <laughs> I'm I do. I fucking love that. I, make, that always made me so fucking happy. Get up on New Year's Eve. Just put together a bunch of food to sit there and be a fat bastard all day and, you know, not on steroids and, um, <laughs> you know, watch the Twilight Zone. And the best part is, you know, it was a crapshoot. What episode am I going to get? Am I going to get Time Enough at Last, a classic, or am I going to get I Sing the Body Electric? Who knows? We're going to find oh, out. God. Oh, it's Mr. Strong or Mr. Dingle the Strong. Shit. Okay. Yeah, I could skip that one fucking oh, too. Oh, God. Um, you know, you know what my go-to was to guarantee to skip an episode? Is if it was one of the ones that was shot on videotape. Because those all look <laughs> weird, and those all suck, too. Yeah, they're, like, extra grainy, and you're expecting to see, like, fucking Kennedy's car go by at any second. You're like, oh, oh man. 
I miss uh, I miss the James Bond um, uh, movies during during Thanksgiving. I the 007 those. Days of Christmas and all those. Yeah, uh, dude. Days of Christmas, Days of Thanksgiving, whenever like whenever they do it during the holidays, I miss that shit. Because once again, you could sit there with like a fat bastard with your food all through like before Thanksgiving, probably a little bit after and watch those movies on TBS or TNT. And you're I mean, you're in for a good time most of the time. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Joseph Bienowitz just sent in another hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) This is another jet that Jeff may deem to punish so that Jeff is to get the same Eternals cosplay or something worse. Merry Christmas to all. Oh, my God. I guess I got it. That's to punish us by... You know what you could do? Hmm. Instead of punishing one of us with that $100, you could just go and give it to some Toys for Tots. I think... I agree with that sentiment, but I gotta say, this is gonna make our convention scene way more interesting this year. So what are we gonna dress Nick up like, then? Oh, God damn it. I think we should just all be the Eternals. Oh, and oh. be a little white kid. <laughs> right, okay, I vote Kendo be an- Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Nick has to, fine, then Nick has to get one back on old Kingo Mingo Dingo Dongo and fucking dresses him. And he's gotta do the accent the whole time. <laughs> Should be hard. No, not at all. <laughs> so guys oh my god we will acquire these suits for let me just i like i said i made a note make sure make sure make sure you this. bookmark that site oh it's bookmarked um we are covered oh i want to be go- the black knight because <laughs> kit harrington does not upset me i i thought he was the best part of that He's actually like, a that's not a good fairly point. good actor. And as far as I know, he doesn't go around saying stupid shit to piss people off. He might, though. I haven't talked to him lately. <laughs> I'm just looking at all the suits this place has to offer. We're not dressing up as Spider-Man or Deadpool, but we'll be Oh, how about this? I, I got a perfect Eternals cosplay right here. Um, I can go as Sprite, but I'll just wear like a fucking can of Sprite costume. And be like, <laughs> I was told to dress as Sprite. I mean, I think the audience would be down for that. And here you go. Selma Hayek plays a character named Ajax. So then one of you guys can dress like Ajax from the Warriors. Dude, I'm going to be that one. And He's my favorite he warrior. Fucking, we do that. Two of us are actual Eternals. I'll dress as a can of sp- uh, Sprite, and you dress as Ajax from the Warriors. And we'll see if people fucking get it. <laughs> they won't because nobody nobody saw that movie. That's yeah. it's extremely true. <laughs> Now, guys, like, I th- oh, like, there you know, go. Miss Ninja Julian says Nick should be Icarus <laughs> with the wings. Perfect. Nick dresses like Icarus, like Kid Icarus from the Nintendo game. So you got oh, Dion as Dion is Kingo, me as a can of fucking Sprite. Jeff is Ajax from the Warriors, and uh, Nick as Kid Icarus. And we'll see if anybody can figure out that we're the Eternals. Okay, Warriors vest. What am I looking? All right, I can Dude, get a they, Warriors vest. They're not that over. much. They're really not that much. I, I mean, I can be as cheap as I want and go to Walmart, or I could get a one one made out of leather for two hundred bucks. Ooh. Here's the thing, though. I should get a nicer one because down the road we should all just be the Warriors at a convention. <laughs> I'm I'm entirely down with that. I I, I love I love the idea of being the Warriors because I love that fucking movie. It's it's the best of that year, maybe. Um. I'm torn. God damn it. Folks, 
thank you for torturing us. We're going to have a fun convention season. We're going to have a fun 2023 across the board. Like I said, we have some big things to talk about. Instead of announcing a million and one things now, we're just going to bring the things out when they're here. So one thing I do want to talk about, though, is we're going to do our letterboxed next year because it'll be a fun way to communicate with the audience and uh, share our movie reviews. You guys can read them. We'll do extra content, and we'll make those kind of reviews and commentaries and things available for the membership program, which we'll finally get to in 2023. I'm going to make little avatars, too, of the logo that you see with our faces. Those will be the little icons and stuff. We'll have Buffalo Jeff. We'll have a lot. So be on the lookout, folks. 2023 is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, to someone that chatted it asked a moment ago when we will return to our live schedule. Uh, WCBS will return on the 5th of January. We'll have a brand new episode live there. We're only going to be gone for just a single week, but we'll have some fun stuff for next week so you guys don't forget about us. So, Nick, yeah. how many times have you seen Avatar since the show? Um, let's see. Uh, zero. Good. Zero. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that time, nor do I have the interest to watch something that, that sounds that boring, even though they have fucking subtitles for the, the whale, for the fucking whales. Like, when you told me that, I, I was like, what? James Cameron cannot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> James Cameron thinks we're all retarded and can't just infer what the whales are doing or going to do or whatever i don't know man it's so stupid not get harpooned <sighs> jeez now our friend joseph vienowich actually sent me a message to there's a bojack horseman costume so maybe we can <laughs> get that for D would that be meaner <laughs> there's also an alf costume i mean i'll go as alf i'll be okay with that dr evil shrek malcolm reynolds a werewolf oh Folks, it's Christmas time, but we're ready for Halloween. So join us yeah, as we apparently. celebrate. <laughs> yeah, apparently. The thing is, we're so ready for Halloween that we're ready to celebrate episode 400, which is March 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Now, guys, I wanted to wait a second until you were back, Kendo, because yeah. Avatar is out. It's made its oh, $600 million. Yeah, we're not here to sing its praises. We're here to tell you a fun little story that um, I've never heard about with a film. So, do we know who Edie Falco is? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Carmela Soprano. Yeah. So, she's a well-known actress. She's been in Emmy Award-winning shows. To, for a minute, she was a household name. Would you like to hear what Edie Falco thought about Avatar? Um, sure. Edie Falco thought Avatar The Way of Water was a box office flop as she believed it was released years ago. <laughs> 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 she didn't care. She's like, the check clears. Uh, that's all I care about. Yeah, we're right. Yeah, so there's a little more of this. So Edie Falco, one of the stars of Avatar The Way of Water, the sequel to James Cameron's epic, uh, shot the movie several years ago, and she thought it had been released and flopped at the box office after not hearing much buzz. During an appearance on The View on Friday, Falco recounted that she had come to terms with what she had thought had happened. Avatar hadn't done well until someone told her it had not been released yet. <laughs> she says, I saw the first one when it was out and I thought, that's going back some time. And the second Avatar, that one's coming out. I think I shot it four years ago, she said. <laughs> and I've been busy doing other stuff. And somebody mentioned Avatar and I thought, oh, I guess it came out and didn't do very well because I hadn't heard anything. <laughs> Um, Falco continued, and someone recently said, oh, Avatar is coming out, and I said, it hasn't come out yet? So, 
James Cameron shot this movie when Spider hadn't even hit puberty yet, and Edie Falco still had long-term memory. <laughs> Just what the fuck? Like, I didn't realize Good that it's been that long. Can you guys think of other movies that have taken that long to produce? Um, I'm sure there's some. But I'm trying to think. No, uh, well, well, I mean, well, I mean, sometimes, I mean, sometimes a movie will take a little bit longer because there's like a holiday in the middle, or there's a break, or there's a pandemic, or whatever. Yeah. But usually, it's like a couple of years. It, there's, I don't think it's ever been that long. I mean, there's some that have sat on the shelves for years, and that's different. Yeah, you know, just... but ones that have actually been in production for years, I, I, I personally don't know. You know what's going to be wow. funny is like when James Cameron releases Avatar three, you're going to have a cameo from like who died five years ago, like the uh, guy that played Benson, <laughs> Robert Guillaume or whatever his name, Robert yeah. Guillaume. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hold on, let's pick somebody. Um, who's died more recently so who died in 2022 um fine it'd be like having sydney well now he's old as shit but you know no, what i'm saying it's like you have a dead actor in your fucking movie it's like uh, oh yeah philip I seymour movie... hoffman I, yeah i shot this movie so long ago philip seymour hoffman was my lead or oh my i God. shot this movie so long ago X. so folks in the chat tell us how long ago james cameron shot his movie so he shot his movie so long ago that fucking uh god damn i can't even think of the kid's name now from terminator 2 Edward Furlong was still clean. <laughs> yes, I was going to say Edward Furlong was sober. <laughs> Did you uh, hear James Cameron also was talking about Terminator coming back? Yes. Dude, just stop. Just 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 quit. Please J James, James, James. Stop bringing back old movies, properties that have gone long since dormant. Just 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 let it go. Let it go. Just yeah, come up I... with something new. He tries, and it's called Avatar, Not and it's well. the same as the first one. Trying requires effort, not just rehashing the same old shit. <laughs> uh, as of as of right now, the domestic box office for Avatar is $183 million. Yeah, but with the worldwide gross tonnage, it's up to $600 million. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, I think I think China I think China's still fitting that bill. Let's see. Yep, China at 70, 70 million dollars so far. Well, I'm sure we're all gonna eat nice and high on the hog because of the success of Avatar. Said no one on this podcast, but <laughs> it need they like they said it needed to do two to uh, make all of its money back, and it's sitting at more than a quarter of the way there. So Hollywood accounting is never honest. Captain Marvel really made a billion dollars. Let's watch Avatar make six billion. Oh God! Well, even even then, if if the majority of the money comes from overseas, that gets divided up so much before before it even comes back to comes back to them. It's you know it's retarded, but um, I don't know, man. That's the I mean, if if even if it makes even if it makes a billion in like I don't know, like let's say sixty to seventy percent is from overseas, that's still a lot of money that they made on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll look good. I mean, they can make all the fucking headlines they want to, but I mean, you know, I don't know. Normal, normal people don't don't think about these things. They, they're just like, oh, I made this much money. I need to go watch it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drunk on tacos. Thank you for taking this one from me. James Cameron shot Avatar 2 so long ago that Alec Baldwin wasn't a murderer yet. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that wins. Uh, thank oh, you, Drunk on Tacos. That's a good one. Oh my god. 
Uh, yes, folks, J-Law like that button, uh, says He-Man62. So, folks, yes, hitting that thumbs up lets us know and lets YouTube know that you enjoyed this content. Now, guys, uh, the first half an hour, we were kind of playing it slow to wait for Dion, but let's uh, pick things up. So pick a number between uh, 1 and 69, Kendo, and we will check in with the audience. Uh, let's go with 22. 22. Russian Top Gun. All right. Perfect. Because that came out on uh, Paramount Plus today. Ooh. Ooh. It's nice, nice. Now, folks, we will be uh, doing our top five favorite movies of the year uh, tonight, as <laughs> well as other top lists. And I went above and beyond, guys. I didn't tell you this. I went ahead and did my least favorite films of the year as well. So you're going to hear me <laughs> praise five and shit on five. And it was difficult to narrow it down to five movies that I hated because oh, <laughs> for as much as I enjoyed 2023, or sorry, excuse me, yeah, I'm from the future now, but as much as I enjoyed 2022 in terms of uh, a lot of different things, I saw a lot of shit movies and you're going to be surprised what genre is the most represented on this list because I'm surprised even myself, but that's all I'm going to tell you for now, folks. Uh, we'll be getting to that segment in a little bit, but let's check in with you guys, the audience. I'd like to thank everybody who's been so amazingly generous uh, to the fundraiser and to us tonight. We've uh, been rocking it out. So, guys, thank you for helping WCBS grow, keep the lights on, and do more fun stuff to entertain you guys because that's what we're here for. So, Joseph Bianowicz sent in the word of the day. It was Jizzle Balls. Thank you very much. So, Georgian. Merry Christmas, 007. I mean, WCBS. See, so Georgian actually read the description before tonight's show, folks. When I feel like it, which is when I remember to, I put little uh, Easter eggs in the description to see who pays attention. And you can put those in the show uh, or the chat before the show. So, so Georgian, thank you very much for that. And uh, the rest of the Super Chat says, Thoughts on the lawsuit where Hollywood entertainment industries could be held accountable for misleading trailers? Now, Nick, you had heard about this, and you sent the information over to us. Um, what do you think about this? I think it's hilarious, and it's, one, once again, just shitting on Hollywood even more, and it makes me happy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've, seen, we've seen trailers, not, not, not that many, but we've seen trailers in the past where they've advertised one thing and given us one thing. For, for instance, Jeff, um, what is it? They, they, they come at night. Remember that movie? Oh, sadly. Yeah, yeah. We we both we both thought it was like a zombie movie or something like that, and it fucking wasn't. And I'm sure a lot of people who saw the trailer thought the, the similar thing, and it wasn't. It was this like mm. high art, dumb bullshit thing about survival, and it wasn't really all that good. Um. <laughs> well, let me give a little context for those out there who haven't heard. On Tuesday, a judge in California allowed parts of a lawsuit accusing Universal of false advertising to proceed, ruling that a movie trailer constitutes commercial speech and is not entitled to broad protection under the First Amendment. The case began in January when Paul Michael Rosa and Connor Wolf sued Universal claiming they rented yesterday with the expectation that Anna de Armas would be in it because she appeared in the trailer, leading to their dismay upon realizing she had been cut from the film. Lawyers for Universal tried to get the case tossed, arguing the trailer is an artistic, expressive work and therefore eligible for the First Amendment protections. But according to a ruling from the U.S. District Judge Stephen Wilson obtained by the Deadline Hollywood, 
Universal is correct that trailers involve some creative and editorial discretion, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer. At its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with a preview of the movie. Wilson did dispute that the court's holding is limited to representation as to whether an actress or uh, actor appears in the movie and nothing else. The case will now move to discovery and potential class certification. Entertainment Weekly has reached out to Universal spokesperson for comment on the ruling. I wonder. I wonder what what it's going to mean whenever like <clears throat> they rename a movie. Sometimes or like they'll have a run of trailers like really, really you know far in the beginning, like a, a year or a year or so in the beginning, and then you get to about six six months in and they've changed the name. Like I wonder how that would work. Yeah, you know, I. I'm, I wonder that. I also wonder, like, how when does this get abused? Because I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, how many people, for example, if this legality was a thing, how many people in our sphere would have tried to sue Disney for, like, misrepresentation of the Star Wars trailers? Or if this thing continues to go, how many people are going to try to sue over, like, Indiana Jones misleading this or that? Like, this is going to be uh, a shit show at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. It is. But hopefully some people get some really good cases going and we have some fun with it. And, you know, it, you know Hollywood's caught up in court a little bit then. That'd be fun. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, we could be seeing a landmark shift in entertainment over stupidity. Like, two guys got upset that Anna de Armas wasn't in a movie. Oh, well. <laughs> you know I mean, what? I was surprised to see her in the Eli Roth movie when he when he talked about her when we went to the the New Beverly that one time. Oh, um, she looks so good in that movie. She did, and it was yeah. and, and 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 she and, you know she she was she was the topless and everything, and I was just like, I love this movie. I need some blue right now. Selling point. <laughs> she gets him out. All right, cool. But also, also, it's it's really funny because that apparently that's her first movie because she just like the way he, the way Eli Roth said it is that he found her in a parking lot. I bet he did. And um and uh like her agent like she was brand new from like South America or something and her agent like was just in the parking lot and he she, he needed somebody for this movie Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves and she didn't know any English and she had to like learn the lines in English and this and the, this and the other and you know she's in the movie and she's topless I'm just like so your first movie you're fucking topless well I mean that's like the Juliet Danielle story now who did it turn out better for Anna de Armas or Juliet Danielle who's a bigger star in 2022 I mean is that a serious question Jeff or no, Juliet Danielle is <laughs> yeah of course. Uh, she's a household name <laughs> oh hi babe you yeah. know what guys I said I wasn't going to promote too much stuff for the new year but we are going to have a room drunk commentary in January good yep We'll get those back on the books, folks. Yeah, I have, yeah, I haven't seen the room in forever, man. I feel I feel weird not watching it. I haven't watched it since I watched it with you guys last. Mm. Yeah, I think it's I think that's the last time I've watched it as well, yeah. too. Um, so let's move on to the next one, shall we? Uh, that one comes from our friend uh, Adam Wofford. Thank you very much. Who says? Oh, sorry, Gear Stark says, "Merry Christmas, guys. Had fun last Tuesday night." And can I get a mad or a Max Weinstein and a Grace button back to back, please? Max Weinstein, what's our Max Weinstein button? That's a really good question. Um, dude that sent that chat over, can you tell us what the hell a Max Weinstein button is and uh, you know, clarify? Yeah, because so, I'll happily press you, you Grace, get what you whenever want. you want. 
Yeah. Believe me, you get what you want, not what you deserve. Great! But, you know, we can hit you up with uh, anything else you want. Uh, Gear Stark, thank you very much. Oh, he meant Gilbert Godfrey and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, no oh, problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole different story. I'm like, uh, okay. No, 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 bitch! That makes sense. I get what he's saying there. And so he wanted him back to back. Okay, well. You got him sure. back. Let's do it no, like this. No, no, bitch! Grace! <laughs> you know, buttons Perfect. work that shit happens <laughs> uh, 1986 and 1987 good years for movies oh yeah Gear Stark thank you very much for that so Georgian uh, we did read your very generous $50 super chat guys by the way at the end of this segment we have to press Steiner math again because we had some very generous listeners and uh, don't worry folks we will get to all your Steiner math buttons um tonight we just don't want to overload it with steiner math because your brain will eventually fry if you listen to too much steiner math adam wofford thank you very much for your generous super chat he says there was a post on facebook about a christmas party there don't know if it was real but there are available office spaces you could rent it for a party so technically you can have a christmas party at nakatomi <laughs> plaza <laughs> yeah i i mean i i assume so but like i, I and that's that's an awesome idea i just wonder like how like how much how much it is <laughs> that's my question one hundred billion dollars. God damn it! That's really that's 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 slightly out of our budget. Now you need it's going to be whatever plus twenty percent. So <laughs> yeah, you got to pay Hans's cut. Oh gosh, is there any part of you that feels bad when Hans Gruber falls off the building? Nope. Hmm. Me neither. I'm on Han. I'm, okay, I'm never on Hans Gruber's side, but I'm okay with Hans Gruber until he shoots Takagi, and then I'm like, "You're a piece of shit." But up until yep. then, I'm like, you know, if you and the terrorist just happen to leave the building, eh, no harm, no foul. You just go. <laughs> it's attempted robbery. It's attempted murder. It's attempted. Didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, no, they had already shot the security guard at the front. Yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Fuck them all. <laughs> they're I just want to watch Die Hard again. Because who said oh, they're, they're not terrorists? It's Christmas, the time of miracles. They're just thieves. Yeah, that's all it is. Yes. And now, I think I'm going to bring Die Hard home with me. Uh, you got to. I wish I would have brought it with me when I came back, but I didn't. But I'm sure I could find a copy somewhere. I gave my mom a PlayStation 3 for her new place mm -hmm. so she can watch Blu-rays. So I'll just bring my copy of Die Hard home. There you go. Thank you, though, Adam Wofford. Enrique Vasquez, thank you, man. He says, Merry Christmas, guys. Have a great time with your friends and family. Also, what's something you want but will not ask because of price? I want an Aston a Ferrari. Martin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. We're all on the same page here. <clears throat> a, private, a private jet. That's what I want, a private jet. Because I never want to have to actually try to pick my seat and plan, plan a trip and do all that bullshit. Just, like, Talk get on the... People. Talk to people. It's like get on. I, I want. I want to get on the plane. Have some hot wait. Have some hot stewardess. Hand me some champagne. Give me a neck pillow and just. They're called flight attendants now, Nick. You fucking dinosaur. <laughs> Whatever they're called, I want a hot one. That's what I want. Oh boy. Yeah, and then I want. I want the fucking pilot to be like, D -d -d just, just go, man. Just go, go somewhere where there's a beach. Let's fucking go. Well, there's a beach out by me, so you're just gonna come visit me. Cool. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, party time. 
Yeah, because I so, mean, well, well, because I mean, the, the good thing is that I can I can stop in Michigan and get Dion. I can go to New Mexico and get and get uh, Kendo, and then we can just go out to California and meet you up. So then we're all good then, and all 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 in one jet. I don't yes. fly on planes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want a helicopter? We know. Now that that if he if I'm sitting there all of a sudden I hear what sounds like the you know death from above to certain generation of people in a certain location called Southeast Asia overhead I would get excited like hell yeah here we go dust off from the LZ <laughs> you are truly a man out of time yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> I know uh, so we all want high end stuff uh, thank you Enrique. Um, Dude, Enrique gave me an ocarina and his Legend of Zelda books and something else for Christmas. So, Enrique, thank you, man. I was thinking about taking the ocarina back to Ohio, but I'm not going to try to practice it on Christmas. No. I'll just show my mom later. <laughs> Drunk on Tacos, thank you very much. He says, Merry Christmas. Home Alone uh, is just diehard for kids. You know what? At any point during that time, he could have called the cops. He could have. He could have called the cops. But he was that a kid's sadist. A, that kid's a yeah. He's a sadist. He's a fucking sadist. That's the problem. That kid is a fucking sadist. He's a psychopath. He needs to. He needs to be checked. Um, because he could have called the cops at any point. I, you know, I, I decided to take a flyer just a second ago and look up, uh, you know, Bell UH one helicopters to see how much they're going for these days. And I'm extremely disappointed by some of the people that have had theirs, and it doesn't look anything like it should be flying over Southeast Asia. They've painted it up differently, and it looks like they're like airport helicopters or hospital helicopters. And it's just like nobody – look, I'm sure they were used for those things, but nobody wants them for those things. They want them because they knew they flew over jungles and wasted a bunch of people in rice paddies. <laughs> How do you feel about the movie Platoon again? It's a fucking great movie. It is a really fucking good movie. <laughs> definitely definitely doesn't make you want to go fight in any wars, because I wouldn't, but, you know, it's it's a fantastic movie. Like, holy shit. Also, if J- Jeff, if you have access to Amazon Prime, there's actually a documentary about that movie that they filmed a few years ago that's extremely good. I will check it out. Remind me, because, yeah, we have Amazon Prime. For the amount of dumb shit I buy on the internet... Of course I need Amazon Prime. That's, why That's not a commercial. Them. We are not sponsored by them. <laughs> no. And, no, no, and I will not speak kindly of them until they are paying for this show. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I might. I'm, as good I'm, as they I'm, used to be. Yeah, I might, I might quit Prime. I already quit Netflix, and um, I'm borrowing somebody else's Paramount Plus. So, um, I'm getting yeah. Paramount Plus. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting tired of this, and, and like, I, I, re- I recently heard as well that Netflix is going to definitely crack down on the password thing next year. So that's happening. Well, I watch about five shows on Netflix, and I'm pretty sure it would be easier to just rip them to a Plex server or buy them on disc and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's the way to go. Especially especially with with movies like that's one thing I fucking hate is that you have to buy, you have to have you know all the VOD stuff to you, you to watch one movie you kind of want to watch like one like one rainy Sunday like I want to watch one oh it left Netflix now it's on Paramount Plus and if I don't watch it in three days it'll go to Hulu like what the fuck is going on like just be in one place yeah it's it's too much it's too fucking much yeah uh, Basara five four nine what is up he says uh, the Peter Jackson classic Jizzle Balls taste <laughs> oh God. Oh, thank you. 
Uh, but folks, uh, when it gets released on 4K, I will do a review of Bad Taste, Peter Jackson's first film. It's balls to the wall weird. I love it. Jizzle balls <laughs> he, to the wall weird. He did, he did so much weird shit in the beginning, and I'm, I, it's funny how he got the fucking Lord of the Rings job when you look at his previous work. It's like, how did he do this? Hell of an agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has a movie called Meet the Feebles, which is about interspecies erotica. erotica. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, and then, and then and then Frighteners, like out of nowhere, he he did as well, and it's just kind of like weird. And then you fucking did Lord of the Rings. Like, how did this happen, man? Frighteners is like his f- foray into legitimacy, I guess. I mean, I don't want to say legitimacy because that really is cruel, and who am I to judge? Um, I mean, like, there's like old cult film Peter Jackson, like there's old cult film Sam Raimi. You know, yeah. back in the day, Sam Raimi was the Evil Dead and the Dark Man and all these other things. And then Spider-Man happened, and he's a different guy. Like Peter Jackson. Actually, you know what it is? The Frighteners is like Peter Jackson's simple plan. Where it's like, yeah, they had done other movies. Maybe you hadn't heard of them or stuff like that. But then they do this one, which then catapults them to the next one, which is their big, big hit. And, I mean, Peter Jackson is now that guy. So... There, there, there's my clarification. It's not like he listens to this damn show. So why was I trying to be nice? <laughs> I don't know. He might. Yeah, that'd be... I doubt it, but he might. I feel like we Peter would Jackson. Put... If you're listening to the show, you don't even have to. Com- you, you do have the comment. It doesn't even have to be under your own name. Just if if you're listening to the show right now, just put a one in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, we'll settle. We'll see if Peter Jackson's listening. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. I know it. His name is Doctor Coffindale. Oh, I, I oh, there it is, right there. Braden McCann. He just wrote one, so that's Peter Jackson confirmed. Thanks, thanks, Peter. We really appreciated uh, something you made. Bad taste. Dead alive. One of those movies. Two thumbs up. Basara, thank you very much. Breadman Productions says, I recently started playing second or a link to the past on the Switch for the first time. I enjoyed it so far. What older games did you find years after release and now love? Excellent question from Breadman Productions, guys. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, classic games that you found late that you've come to love. Uh, F Zero. I don't know why, but I, I really, I really got into that. Um... Because I know it was really big on SNES, and uh, I think I found it on Xbox or something. But no, I really, I don't know why I really like that racing game. I just really loved it. Dude, I'm just trying to think of one that I've come across that I've gotten into. I'd have to pull out my Switch and take a look. But uh, that's a really good question because I'm trying to think. Because usually, whenever I play like the emulators and stuff on Switch, it's just I'm playing games that I've played a bunch and I know them. A Link to the Past is a good one. If I mean, if you hadn't played it up to this point and then you're over the age of like 30, I have to wonder what's wrong with you. Um, dude, I don't know. I'm trying to, th- I'm, I'm racking my brain here and I, I can't, I can't come up with one. Um, I don't know. I mean, Link to the Past is one that I discovered a couple years back when the Switch first got the Super Nintendo games and went, oh, this is as good as everyone says it is because it is. I started playing the first Zelda, and then I didn't get Zelda on Super Nintendo. I got it for N64, and then I didn't go backwards. So 
you know, it took me years to get it. Even though it's weird. I acquired a copy for Super Nintendo. I just never went out of my way to rehook the Super Nintendo up because I was like, I know this game's valuable. I'm just going to put it up. But yeah, I've gone back to play that one and I really dig it. Not hard at all. Uh, no. Very straightforward. But I loved it. Um, there was a game called Crimson Skies for the Xbox. I wanted to play it when it was new and I didn't. And so years later, like 20 years later, I found it on Xbox and downloaded it. And it's fun. It's It wouldn't have been a game I loved as a kid, but as an adult, I appreciate it. So, yeah. Uh, Nick, did you say one? Yeah, F-Zero, man. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, sorry, I. that's another one I actually discovered not that long ago. And now I play it every once in a while. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I remember playing Crim- Crimson Skies a while back, and it was, it was fun, man. It was, it was a good time. Glad somebody else remembers it. Dude, the, the launch of the original Xbox was exciting. Like, they definitely didn't feel like a generic <laughs> launch. It was like, oh, shit, Microsoft's got a console? This is Oh, cool. God, I, re- I remember that because I was the only one playing um, Halo Combat Evolved uh, on the original Xbox. And uh, my brother and my cousin were still playing. Like, I, think, I think they were hardcore sports games and wrestling games. And uh, I remember playing. I remember playing like uh, Halo, the first one, on like the hardest difficulty. And they kept seeing me die. It's like, oh, you fucking suck at this, man. And I was like, all right, let's all right, grab, grab a controller, let's go. And I took them on inside. I want it. Yeah, and I and I and I took them on in, in the sidewinder level with all the all the um um uh fucking vehicles and stuff. It was like fi- it was like fifty to two. No, <laughs> <laughs> <That> happened. <laughs> They got real pissed off. They're like, "We need to get better at this thing." It's like, "Good luck, guys. Good luck." Did they? You're just a gay Halo jumper. Yeah, basically. Um, they they did, but it took them like took them a couple of decades. Oh, good. They uh, learned the hard way. Yeah, they did. A.K. They got good. <laughs> that's what makes me laugh, though, when people complain about games being difficult. It's like that's the fucking point. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not. They're not made to handhold you and put you through. Look, at the the people that write for video games, the journalists that then have inspired the next generation of developers have ruined video games. Because I don't want a five-hour video, or sorry, a 55-hour video game of me having my hand held through some digital fucking playground where I watch real-time events, uh, or I play real-time events and I watch cutscenes. Like, I don't want to play those types no, of man. modern video no. games. Like, The Last of Us, it's a fucking digital movie. I don't care that you... you <laughs> okay, wait, I've got one. So, Far Cry 5... Well, I mean, it's not that old, but it came, it was on Game Pass earlier this year, and I downloaded it and I started playing it. So that's the first time I'd ever gotten into or played a Far Cry game. And I kind of wish I'd played those sooner because that was actually a lot of fun. Is that the one with Giancarlo Esposito? No, that's six. This is the one with the fucking cult in Montana. That's, oh, okay. you go up against <laughs> the guy that's totally not David Koresh. I got to play this because I love. When I was in college, I took a class on cults, and oh, I, it stuck with me. I really yeah, Far like Cry it. Fi- Far Cry Five is a lot of fun because it's kind of like Just Cause when we were playing the shit out of that, where like there's different <laughs> regions that you can go and do shit in, and as you do them, it unlocks more of the region, and you eventually conquer and tame the region. So, I. It was one of those things that I was playing the shit out of it, and I, I knocked out one region, started working on another one, got hung up on some with some other stuff, didn't play it as much, knocked out another region, 
and then took a long break to spend all my time playing deep rock galactic. And then I tried to get back into it and I'm just like, I just don't feel like getting back into this. I don't remember half of what has already happened. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it later. And I just haven't, but it's fun. I really like it. I was thinking about actually buying the sixth one with the chicken man, just so that way I have it and I can just kind of come and go and play it as I please. But then I'll end up in a situation with like Red Dead 2 where I got really far into the game over the course of like a year and I've never finished it. And I haven't touched it in over a year. Oh, God. Um, well, like I'm, I'm, I'm playing, um, what is it, uh, Callisto Protocol and I put, on, I put it on medium difficulty. I didn't put it on easier or hard. I, just wanted to, I wanted to kind of make it through it at a good pace. Uh, even that's challenging because you're, you go against some of the, um, I guess, the zombies or whoever they are, the, the, the infected. And if you go, if you go against... Uh, more than two at a time you get fucked over real quick because you there 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 are things you have to do and button presses you have to initiate to avoid getting hit by them and block their stuff and then beat the shit out of them and shoot them in the head and like all kinds of stuff so it becomes very difficult to do so you have to keep doing it over and over again until you get past said people and there are very there are very few times in the game where you can actually well where i'm now anyways we can actually like improve your weapons or you know whatever so it becomes just constant survival yeah you know what's not hard? Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game on the Kawabunga collection. You can <laughs> you can toggle what's known as God Mode on that thing, and everything dies with one hit, even bosses. Nice. It's, like, retardedly easy. Like, I was just walking through there with Donatello just beating the levels in a matter of, like, 10 seconds. Like, I, because I'm, like, God Mode, it says, you know, you take way less damage. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that because I just want to play through the game again because I haven't seen that version of the game since I was like 15, maybe or 12 or whatever, like 30 something years ago when I got it the first time and I owned it and played it until I stopped playing Nintendo. And it was like Rocksteady comes out and I just fucking swing my bow staff and he drops with one hit. I'm like, oh, oh, they really mean God mode when this happens. Like, <laughs> you're striking them down with one hit. So I blazed through that game in like 20 minutes. Oh, nice. Nice. Which I'd beaten it before as a kid, but this was ridiculously easy. <laughs> um, That was a really great question. Like, too great almost. It's like, shit. Uh, thank you, Breadman Productions. All right, guys. Uh, one more, and then we're going to uh, get into some of the main topics for tonight. Um, so Georgian, uh, let's press the Steiner math for him. And he just says for the costume, Merry Christmas, Dion, the trifecta of horse and video, please. Uh, no problem. <laughs> you get all the horse videos. So we'll press the horse videos. We'll do Steiner math. And then we'll start talking about the best of 2022. So first off another Steiner math for all the generosity tonight, folks. Thank you. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Small Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, 
If we used to go one-on-one -on -one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And now, what you actually requested. Dion, where are you? Who are you? What are you doing here, and where are my horses? Giddy up. And here's part two. Incredible. <laughs> oh Is that your favorite uh, uncomfortable Dion button? Yeah, probably because you know he's got like a fear boner going on. Fearection, doesn't he? <laughs> on the one hand, he's like afraid of the horses, but on the other hand, he knows they're women. See, that's been the problem with Wokebusters for me because I'm, you know, when I'm working on it and stuff, I tend to make Dion like a lot of the butt of the joke a lot of the time. I'm like, wait, no, he's just afraid of horses. He's not afraid of everything. So I have to find myself, <laughs> or I find myself balancing <laughs> shit. It's like, come on, he wouldn't be like that afraid, buddy. <laughs> Uh, folks, I'm going to share some pages of Wokebusters uh, on Twitter in the coming days. We'll consider it like a, a Christmas preview. Like I said, folks, I will be uh, finished by the end of the first quarter, getting that book taken care of and out the hue and all that fun stuff. And again, uh, to everyone who backed Tits and Art, I hope you saw the update from last time because uh, nothing has changed. We've reached out to ask them what is up, and now I'm asking you guys to contact them respectfully just to ask them when they'll release stuff so the fun so we can uh, ship you tits and art because that book is here it's been here for over a week now it would have been to you for christmas as i said uh i have had everything lined up perfectly but indiegogo chooses to be behind the times and non-responsive so i could not do what i wanted to do so i will have to apologize on their behalf but as i said to you folks it's done it's here i've shared it wish i could send it but indiegogo's got to take care of that part so uh, be on the lookout i will give you guys updates constantly and as soon as everything is taken care of those books will be sent directly to you uh as quickly as possible so thank you to everybody for your understanding and i and i'd like to also thank everyone who's gone out of their way to contact them already i've seen the support so i'd like to thank you guys for going above and beyond uh because you guys want the book you guys want the product and you know, I appreciate all the support and all the uh, effort you've gone to. So thank you, folks. And as soon as there's an update, you guys will know as soon as I know. Now, guys, here's the final part of the uh, equine trifecta. And it might be the best one. Yeah. <laughs>
he did. <clears throat> All right, guys. So this week we are talking about the end, the best, the worst of 2022. 2022 has been a year, just like the best year. of times. It was the worst of times. It was, in many ways, the worst of times. But there were some damn good highlights as well. I wouldn't call it an abysmal year, but I wouldn't call it a record year as well. Oh, yeah. That's one that we're just going to be okay to move on, move on from. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm glad you guys agree with that. I was, I'm just glad I wasn't like, you know, 2022 was whatever. Oh, no, it was the best it, year I ever had. It was, it was a forgettable year. I mean, I yeah, can't think of anything other than one major keystone event that's happened in my life that's truly made 2022 memorable but we'll get to that when we talk about the movies other than that i mean it's a fucking watch <laughs> yeah i know, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> so tonight on world-class bullshitters we're gonna give you our top five favorite films of the year uh, we have curated this list from everything that we've seen that includes theatrical streaming it just had to have come out this year in 2022 so uh, Nick, Kendo, and myself will go. Hopefully, Dion shows up before it's too late. But um, Kendo, Nick, yeah. of the two of you, uh, who would like to go first? I'll go. All right. So, would you like a visual for any of these? Just number one, because I'm sure you already know what it is. <laughs> oh, of course. If you've paid attention to me anything more than like at least ten seconds this year, you know what number one's going to be, and it's it's not going to be a surprise to any listener out there that's listening, unless you're literally a listener as of like five fucking minutes ago. But even then, so um, for me, like I didn't watch a whole lot of new movies this year, but I think I watched more new movies this year than I did the previous year, so that's good. Um, for me, like number five, I'm going to go with Bullet Train. That one to me was a surprising lot of fun. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it the most unique of pre, uh, of uh, premises, but just the way they did it and they pulled it off, it was a whole lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's one of those movies I've seen it once. I probably won't watch it again just because I don't really, it's not one that's jumping out. It's If you've ever seen, I, I these type of, type of movies I call a one hitter. And there's a couple of those on this list where they're just really good and they're a lot of fun, but you really don't have like that need to ever see them again. But you would never like be like, oh, yeah, that movie sucks, whatever, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, the, ne the next one, I'll call it number four for lack of a better uh, list numbering. It's a surprising one. It was actually a Paramount Plus original and it starred um, Walter White and Jerry and Marge go large. This movie was a lot of fun it's based on a true story about this couple this re this retired guy who um starts using his math geniuses to win on the lottery because he figure finds a loophole in the the lottery program where if you buy a certain amount of tickets and it and they the, the lottery only runs for so many different uh weekly cycles that if there's like no jackpot it just like trickles down to like the next set of like winning tickets and so it's about him and his wife and how this little community gets together uh, in Michigan and just pulls a bunch of money together and wins on the lottery to help better their community. And then they end up competing with a bunch of douchebags from Harvard who've got the same idea and, you know, things like that. So there's that. 
and um, it was a lot of fun. I, it, again, it's a one-time watch. You, you know, my my dad suggested it to me. He's like, "Hey, Walter White's in a movie called Jerry and Marge Go Large. It's actually pretty fun." So I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it." So if you haven't seen that um, and you enjoy Brian Cranston or Annette Benning, um, I would suggest checking that out. Um, yeah. Number three. Yeah, those are both really good. Number three and number two are essentially a tie because it's our good friend Liam Neeson um, <laughs> participating in two movies called one called Blacklight, the other called Memory. They are dad rock movies. And on this channel, we will never get tired of Liam Neeson dad rock movies. <laughs> so essentially, it's Liam Neeson plays a guy that's really good at killing people and and this one, he happens to be like a um, FBI fixer or something like that. Essentially, his job is to go out and assassinate people and, you know, take care of some shit. And it's a lot of fun. I don't want to go into detail on it for anybody that's ever seen it. But, again, it's Liam Neeson in a movie that's come out since 2008. You can probably get an idea of what it's going to be like. And mm-hmm. it does, it's one of those things that it doesn't get bored at all. And then the other one is Memory, and that also stars Liam Neeson as a hitman, and he goes around doing Liam Neeson shit. And then finally, my number one movie for all of you guys that are uh, sitting on pins and needles is... Hold on a second. Let me get your image okay. ready. Now, Kendall. Yes. Um, the build for your number one was... A lifelong event. Yes. It was something that you've been waiting for since childhood because the film <laughs> that preceded this film was one that not only inspired you, but shaped who you are as a person. And in 2022, you got a sequel. And what is that film called, Kendo? It's called The Eternal. I mean, well, I mean. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you've been paying attention to me for any length of time, you know that Top Gun Maverick was the movie of the year for me. Um, Pins and Needles. My biggest fear was that the kid was going to be born on the day the movie came out um, and would prevent me from getting to see it. He was born a couple weeks before, but it still prevented me from seeing it right away just because of the busyness of having a one-month-old baby. But I eventually got to see it like a week after it came out. Um, It was everything I was hoping it would be and that it had enough callbacks to the original movie that were like obvious, but then there was a bunch of subtle ones like when they get into the F-14 Tomcat and totally not Iran and start trying to fly away. And uh, Rooster says to Maverick, hey, come on, Mav, do some of that pilot shit. That line was in that movie specifically for people like me, because it's like, that's what his <laughs> that's what Goose said to him before. So there was a bunch of that in the movie. Um, it, as, as, a, as a five or six year old, I totally wanted a Top Gun 2. I couldn't live without a Top Gun 2. As time went on, I didn't need a Top Gun 2, and I was totally content without a Top Gun 2. Then they told me I was getting a Top Gun 2, and I was excited but equally cautious. But then I remember Tom Cruise is a fucking movie star, and nobody is going to trump him in a Tom Cruise-led movie. So then I got excited again, and... Yeah, I loved it, and I can't wait to sit down and have some time in the next day or so to watch it again on Paramount Plus. Dude, uh, you are not alone in talking about Top Gun tonight. So, I thought that was 
a great list. Uh, I was I, the Marge in lar- whatever the large Marge movie was, not Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure, but uh, Jerry and Marge go large. When I was doing my list today, I actually pulled up the list of every movie that was released this year, and that one stood out to me as a weird title. So I'm glad you liked it so much because now I'm gonna add it to the list because I love it's Brian Paramount Cranston. Plus. Any true story appeals to me because mm-hmm. you know reality is better than fiction. You know most of these times, so. Yep. So there you go. That's mine. Those are my five. All right, Nick. Uh, would you please go? Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Uh, starting off with one that came out a little earlier in the year is called X. Uh, it was a horror movie that um, um, I just we, we didn't know what we were getting. It was um, low budget by uh, A twenty four. Surprisingly good. Uh, I was I've always been worried about that company where they come out with things like this, but. Uh, this one was actually quite good. Uh, the budget was low; it made a good amount of money. Uh, it's basically some some people who basically some people who live in Texas in the '70s who borrow a farmhouse on a farm and just make porn, and they slowly start getting killed. Um, yeah, it was up my alley. It's really good. Um, the next one is Bullet Train. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm I am going to I am going to buy it. I I am going to rewatch. I thought it was a lot of fun. It is going to be one of those just like probably lazy day movies I'll put on in, in every now and again just to kind of watch it and and, and uh, enjoy it. I did love that um, Brad Pitt played kind of like the op- optimist optimistic little idiot. Um, I, I I don't think I've seen him do that in a while. Um. He, he kind of didn't burn after reading, but not that much. Um, I think he did it really well in this one, uh, and I really, I really liked what he did. Um, the next one is Violent Night. Violent Night is going to be a new classic for sure for Christmas. Uh, that one's getting bought for sure. Um, it was definitely a cross between Die Hard one and two and Home Alone. Um, highly recommend it. So much fun. Um, I'm glad it came out. I'm glad it came out earlier, earlier in, in the uh, in December, so when people need something to go watch on Christmas, they they can go watch that instead of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it had to be on the list because, um, I mean, I've I, I've watched the original one. I liked it not as not as nearly as much as Kenda did, but I did I did like it. It is it is a wonderful movie. Um, watching part two, um, I was blown away. I had a really good time watching it. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was great. It was nostalgic. It was good. The story was on point. The action was great. Everything was wonderful. And a lot of people apparently loved it as well. And the last one that I watched this year that really, uh, if you want to put up the, if you want to put up the picture, Jeff, if you have it, mm-hmm. I do just a second. You ready? Go. Yep. Last one is the greatest beer run ever. Zach Efron, Russell Crowe, based on a true story. Uh, this one I saw because I got a I got a notice from Regal saying, "Hey, there's a there's a movie, there's a mysterious movie coming out on on Monday. Give us five bucks and you get to go watch it for free." I was like, "All right, cool." I mean, you get to go watch it for for, for five bucks. I was like, "All right, cool, I'll go do that." And I watched this one. I remember seeing the, the trailers for this and stuff too, and it was an amazing, heartfelt movie about this guy who, um, who lives in New York and saw all his friends go overseas and get drafted and stuff and. He was hearing stuff on the news that was, you know, all the stuff that was happening over there. He was seeing his sister as well protest the troops when they came back. 
he wasn't really happy about it, so he said, "Fuck it." He, he's, he's in his local watering hole, and he says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go give him beer." And his friends, you know, and he, he's pretty drunk, and his friends, they're like, "Yeah, you should go do it. You should go do it." And he's like, "Yeah, we're, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get on a boat and bring him beer. It's gonna be awesome." And he wakes up the next day, kind of, kind of hungover, and he's like, "Well, I said some stuff. I shouldn't have done it. You know, this and that and the other." But he starts getting like moms and families and sisters of of, of, the, of the soldiers and stuff like that giving him stuff to take over there and he's like well fuck i have to go do it um and one of the funniest things is that he goes to the the i guess the the place where you go look to you know see see where the, the ships are going out of or whatever i don't know what it's called i forget what it's called in the movie and he's like oh you know i'm gonna see if there's a port okay we'll, we'll, we'll go with that and uh port i guess it's port authority or something and he and he and he asks the guys like hey is there a ship going to vietnam and he's like, yep, it's leaving in three hours. He's like, oh, shit. And he gets has to get all of his shit together and get on this boat and be on the boat for two months before he hits Vietnam. Uh, you know, at, at that point, he thought it was going to be a joke. And if he didn't get a, if he didn't get a trip there, um, he wasn't going to go. And this is going to be like, oh, I can't do it or whatever. But at that point, he had to make a decision and he did it and he went. A uh, wonderful, heartfelt story about this man who, 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 who didn't, who shouldn't have been there anyways. And he was there as, as a civilian. But he wanted to make sure all of his friends had a beer from home and were appreciated and um, were taken care of, even though he was in a combat zone some of the times and just did a bunch of dumb shit uh, during the movie. Highly recommend the book. The book is uh, obviously more detailed. I read the book after the movie. Um, a little more exciting. But definitely go check this out. Definitely go buy this if you can. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah, dude, this is on my list. Uh, we keep this list at home. And we have Apple TV and this is up there for us because we saw the trailer what, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those ones. It's like, oh, let's watch it. And either you were, we drank a little too much, or we're not, you know, in the right mindset to pay attention. But I like where Zac Efron is as an actor. It's weird to think like this is the High School Musical kid, and now he's just <laughs> in stuff that we're like, yeah, this is movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did. He like he did a wonderful job in it, man. He did so good in it. Um, and it was yeah, like like I said, I read the book. And the book is like. The book, the the real life account is is amazing, but the they do they, the movie does do it justice in uh, in what happens. So, you know, it was it's a great movie. I yeah, I really you know, I'm there with you. So, guys, or not I'm there with you, but I'm excited to watch it. I'm, the story is the thing that I'm with you on. It's the great part because. It's a, again a true event. Yeah, like, because like, I mean, Jerry it's one. It's large. one of those things. It's one of those things where you like you you hear about it. and I think I've seen the trailer. I thought the trailer like months before. So I watched it. and I was like, this has. And based on true story, I'm like, how fucking true true, this, true can this be? And you read the book, and you're just like, he fucking did it. He just said, screw my safety, screw what's going on there. I'm gonna bring my friends a goddamn beer, and he did it. Dude, I can't wait to watch it and report back because, you know, I, I, you know, I take your opinion highly. When you recommend shit, I tend to like it. So thank you. All right, guys. I, there was a reason I asked you both to go first because I hmm. had some visuals I had made for my top five. Oh, he's going to big time us. Yeah, I know. I know. Just just because he's running the fucking channel. Let's, let's see how it is. Yeah. I've got time to make all these visuals. Fuck you. Yeah. Guys. I didn't. I had to I had to do it while we were on. You know what? No, no, you know what? Render. You know what? Screw you. Me and Ken are starting our own fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got your first guest right here. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie. Yeah. 
It'd be the best podcast ever. The fact that, the fact that Viola Davis just mindlessly goes, yeah, yeah, and agrees with her instead of saying, well, wait a second, wait a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I I, 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 I put Viola Davis in high regard. But when she did that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, God, you, you went down a few pegs, lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was disappointed as well. Now, 2023 was interesting. Or sorry, excuse me. I'm in the future, God I guess. damn it. Sorry, I'm a robot. I'm now not Year a robot. Year 2000. Right. <laughs> we should have a segment of that next year for fun. <laughs> Those were great. They even did them after the year 2000. That's what I like they to did. best about them. <laughs> so this year was fun for me to go to the movies because I saw a lot of movies that I liked that weren't all the same. We had a bunch of different genres that were interesting this year. And so... I'm going to start out with one that you've already heard, guys. Nick, you love it. Uh, we have the official word of it, but my number five of the year is Violent Night. I really enjoyed this movie. You've heard us review it. We've gone on about it for the last couple of weeks because it really is that good. This is a new holiday classic. The last holiday classic for me was Krampus, and this mm-hmm. is better than Krampus. So I liked Krampus a lot. I loved Violent Night. It is Die Hard. It is Home Alone. It is kick-ass santa claus and it's funny there's a lot of heart it's got great acting a great cast great action scenes so there's i'm hard-pressed to have anything negative to say about violent night it's got a tight runtime it's over the top when it needs to be but it's heartfelt surprisingly uh, more than you'd expect so i love this movie i don't have much else to say about it besides you should go watch it and you've heard nick talk about it uh kendo will watch it eventually and, mm-hmm. uh, it's on my list it, for next year. Yeah. So, folks, you uh, should go watch it this holiday season yourself. And so, up next on the list is another film we had talked about previously, but I enjoyed it, and that was Bullet Train. I didn't have a high hope for Bullet Train because the trailer sucked, but we have the Regal Pass, and so it was a Sunday night, and we were looking for something to watch, and so we caught like a 10 o'clock Bullet Train, and I loved it. I thought this movie was great. The action was great. The characters were great. It was funny. Brad Pitt, like you said, was the oblivious idiot. It was like a little bit like Burn After Reading, but in an action film. And everyone else that wasn't Brad Pitt was as charismatic and as captivating. And the surprising stuff, which I won't even talk about, some of the cameos, really make this movie feel special. It looks like a generic action movie, but it's more than that. It's really a special action movie, kind of like how... When the first John Wick rolled out, people were like, oh, that movie was crazy. And then it becomes this big franchise. I'm not saying I want Bullet Train to become a franchise or to see these characters ever again. But I do think it stands uh, in a category like a John Wick as just a really cool action movie. A very different experience. Now, the rest of this list was kind of hard for me to rank because... I loved these movies, but for very different reasons. So my number three is going to be The Black Phone. This, again, was a movie that I had seen a trailer for, was like, oh, it looks okay, but then I eventually saw it. I meant to see it in theaters because there's nothing better than seeing a horror movie in a big theater. The screen, the atmosphere, the smell of the popcorn, it really adds to the experience. But... Uh, I guess I saw some other movies this year or was busy out of town, something like that, and didn't catch this until it hit streaming. But it was an awesome experience. I was on the edge of my seat. Ethan Hawke, it was really damn good. Normally, Ethan Hawke's an actor that I just go, oh, it's Ethan Hawke, whatever. No, this was a really great performance. 
And it's a good story, too, about uh, you know, child abduction. This isn't a horror movie that's about Michael Myers or some bullshit supernatural doll or some fucking AI doll that's coming to life like uh, this one next year. No, this is more <laughs> of a grounded story. And it's the evil nature. And now, yeah, I know it's a ghost story as well. So that's a little different. But the evil, the nature of uh, the human evil in this story is what's great about it. To see what kind of a character Ethan Hawke truly is, that's why it stood out to me. So I recommend this not only as a, one of my favorite movies of the year, but one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long, long time. I thought Black Phone, or excuse me, The Black Phone, this is just a special movie, and if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Now, next on my list was one that, in the beginning of the year, I couldn't stop thinking about. And then I watched it, and it lived up to the hype. And that was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> or, as I call it, the Nicolas Cage movie. I yeah. am a Nicolas Cage enthusiast. I don't know if there's a better, more proper name for what we're called, but I'll call myself a Nicolas Cage enthusiast. I've been a fan of this guy since I was a kid. He was always that over-the-top weird guy. Uh, the action movies that I saw as a kid, like Face Off, those were great. Con Air, that was great. And so Nicolas Cage has just kind of always been on my radar. And as I get older, I'm more aware of his, shall we say, artistic roles. And so Nicolas Cage films have always held a special place in my heart. And this movie kind of spoke to me. It's like something I would have made had I been in the right place in my career. This movie spoke to the Nicolas Cage enthusiasts everywhere, and it was fucking awesome. Pedro Pascal, he's good as the Mandalorian. He's great as this character. If you like movies like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I highly recommend this because it's a trip. It's a weird, zany, hilarious movie, and... I, there's nothing else like it. So if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. I don't know where it's streaming right now, but it's worth seeking out because if you do not laugh at the part where they're trying to climb a brick wall, you just don't have a sense of humor. And I'll leave it at that. And so number one is pretty obvious. It's Top Gun. <laughs> when I saw this movie, I forgot about every problem I had. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about anything. I was so keyed into this movie when I saw it that the entire existence uh, outside of that movie theater didn't matter. Top Gun was awesome. It was the literal definition of escapist entertainment. I was so entertained from the beginning till the end. It made me like the original Top Gun, which if you go back and listen to episodes of the show, wasn't always my favorite movie as well. So I have new respect for Tom Cruise, new respect for Top Gun, and this movie just had it all. It like, I, I hate to be the guy that jumps in and says, it was that great, it was the biggest thing, blah, 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 like everyone else. This is the one time where the big action movie, like, delivered. I was hooked. I We have Paramount+. Plus. Am I going to keep it to watch Top Gun? No, I'm going to cancel it. But I am going to buy a copy of Top Gun on disc. That movie definitely earns a spot on my Blu-ray shelf. It It's going to be... Uh, one of those watches. Like, every movie on this list I intend to buy. They'll, they're all watch movies that I want to add to my collection. Not every year does my top five actually mean that. This is a special year that I want to buy each and every one of these movies and make them a regular part of my uh, rotation. And Top Gun tops that list. So, folks in the chat, I'm excited to see what you guys have been saying. And uh, we'll check that for a moment before we talk about some of the worst. 
Did you guys have any um, honorable mentions for your top fives, like a number six or anything like that? Nope. Not for me. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I had a few. I think uh, the other one that I liked was uh, another kind of horror movie called uh, Bodies, 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 because it totally shits on Gen Z. Yeah. Um, because they they think that like it's if 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 you hate Gen Z and you want to see them, you know, be massive idiots. Uh, in, a, in a horror scenario, go watch that movie. It's really funny. Also, Pete David Pete Davidson's in it. He does a pretty good job. I like Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's been in a lot of big things this year too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, my honorable mention. I mean, I saw Nope. That was pretty solid. That <laughs> probably would be something. Uh, Oh, yeah, and then there's that Banshees of Ed Sheeran movie. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff I saw this year. But you're going to be surprised when I r- rank the bottom of the list because I got some opinions this year, guys, and it's a surprise because if 2018 me would have talked to 2022 me and heard this list, I would have either said, what the fuck is wrong with me, or holy shit, the world broke. And it would be the <laughs> latter because I'm not that crazy. Well, no, another another honorable mention I have as of as of right now, I have not seen it in theaters, but I want to is uh, the whale with uh, oh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. I, I see yeah. That. As of recording this, as of recording this, I have not seen it in theaters, but I want to. I'm gonna try to catch it before the end of the year. Do it. So, guys, it is time for Jeff's top five worst films of the year. And uh, if you at the end of this, if you want to chime in on some of your least favorites, guys, uh, please do. So first off, we'll do the honorable mention. I know we'll do the honorable mention before we get to the top spot. So number five on the list, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. (laughs) This movie was dumb. I did not like it. I did not enjoy the experience. I was not moved. I was not culturally enriched. And I was supposed to be changed as a person that is being marketed to in this film. I was not. I was met with a superhero film that you weren't excited no... to see people that look like you represented on film for the first time ever. I mean, <laughs> nobody in that movie looks like me. I am oh. not that shade. I am no, closer that's to why white. You didn't like it. I guess so. I'm just I'm a colonizer at heart, right? Yeah. <laughs> Imperialist bastard. I you, side you, with the you, empire. You are the man. You have evolved. Cool. I'm what they fight against in all the black exploitation movies. <laughs> no, but folks, I've reviewed Wakanda Forever. I really did not like that movie. I thought it was pretty terrible. And it's such a disappointment too, coming off of the first Black Panther, which was not as good as everyone said, but we also said it wasn't bad at all. It was a pretty good movie. We were all very positive. Yeah. We were all positive on it in 2018. I believe our score was like a 7 out of 10, which... That's pretty fair for world-class bullshitters. Mm-hmm. So when you go from a seven to like a four, that's a big drop. I never want to see any of these characters in another movie. I never, ever want to see what's up with Shuri, Riri Williams, Mbako, anybody. Leave the Black Panther universe alone. Fuck it. It's done. Chadwick Boseman was great. But if you don't have that superhero, I don't care. I don't care about uh, a legion of female warriors. It's like Themyscira without Wonder Woman. Oh, we love the Amazons. No, you like Wonder Woman. You love Wonder Woman, and you like the set dressing that comes with her. That's the same thing with Black <laughs> Panther. You like the Black Panther. You really fucking like him. 
Wakanda is just the backdrop. And these are the people that populate it. But like, I always use this example, but it has to be true. When I was a kid, there was an episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse that didn't feature Pee-wee. The whole point was he had to go off. And it was like Cowboy Curtis and Miss Yvonne and everyone else at the Playhouse. And that one always stuck out to me as a kid. Not because I liked it. I hated when it came on because it was the one without Pee-wee Herman. And that's what this Marvel movie was. It was the one without a superhero. Like, I don't... Sure, he's not a fucking superhero. Nobody else was a superhero. So, long story short, Wakanda forever. Thumbs down. Up next. Wakanda on forever. The... More like Wakanda for never. Am I right? Go, go, go home, Kendall. Go home. I am yeah. home. Well, technically, I'm at my mom's house, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that's why you're coming in so crystal clear tonight. Dude, you want to hear something fucked up? What? Her modem, for whatever reason, is only pulling like two megabytes a second. So, like, I called to try to get it fixed because I'm like, there's no reason this should only be pulling two. They did, like, a reboot on it. It kicked it up to, like, four. So, I am doing this through my phone as a hotspot, and my phone's pulling, like, 90. So, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you sound great. Thanks. And I actually have my microphone hooked up because the other night during the other stream, I was back Camp Kendo. So, that was me having to go through the old phone. Hence why it sounded like I was calling in a fucking nape strike on a tree line. <laughs> hey, you know what? We were raising money for charity. We raised over a thousand dollars and that's the whole yeah. point. It was just to give to the kids. So folks, thank you for being so generous with us. Actually with toys for tots this holiday season. And, um, we're lucky that uh, we were able to spread some holiday cheer this year. So, uh, be on the lookout. WCBS will be doing some cool stuff in the new year as well. Now let's, just get to the inevitable. Uh, number four, worst on the year for me. Black Adam. This, <laughs> this starting to notice was, the theme. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was a disappointment. I love The Rock, but I don't care about Dwayne Johnson's movies. I don't care about Dwayne Johnson's brand. I don't care about Dwayne Johnson's ego. And I don't care about Black Adam, like most of America. But I spent my birthday watching this movie. I thought, hey... I'm, I'm a kid at heart. The Rock was my favorite as a kid, my childhood hero. Let's go see The Rock in a movie. Jeff, oh have you have God, you have you have you have you learned nothing from watching movies on your birthday? Don't do it. Yeah, the last one The Rock was in on my birthday was Doom, but I well, no, that I'm, was I'm, 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 ta- I'm talking I'm talking about when we we all get together and watched um, uh, Tales from the Hood Part Two. <laughs> That doesn't count oh, because yeah. that movie didn't come out on my birthday. That was just, we happened to watch that movie around my birthday. Different beast. Okay. But I <laughs> So, with Black Adam, man, you've heard my review. It was terrible. It really, like, I was trying to be optimistic on the High Council with Andrew to talk about the film. But in reality... In hindsight, it was dumb. It wasn't well thought out. It had a hollow plot. The only part that is worthy of praise was Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, if you're listening out there, and we know you are because you're a classy gentleman and we're the world-class bullshitters, you were great as Dr. Fate. <laughs> Everyone else, you were yeah, there. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, if you are listening, go ahead and type one in the chat so we know you're there. Dude, you're going to give all the secrets of our success away. Don't Look, I know oh it's the season God. of miracles and giving, but... We need to keep him coming back, so don't let him know who's in the oh chat. Oh my god! I, I I I watched it the other night, and I was just kind of like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Because none of it made sense. And ah, they 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 they, they did they did another fucking put his put his body on somebody smaller kind of bullshit, and I was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, and I... the the and 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 the the team they had to to I guess like 
like the and the, the way that whole thing happened, the team they had to contain was just like I don't know who these people are at all. Like I don't know who who they are in the realm of DC, and you know, they're not even Superman in, or Batman. That's yeah, all that you need. Yeah, know. exactly. And even then, the the city they named is not a real city that doesn't exist on Earth. And oh, I was Kandak. like, yeah. And I was like, where the where the fuck are you? Like this is so disjointed. Yeah, it was just a waste of uh, whatever the ticket price was. So thank you, Jesse, for taking me to that movie. But yeah, it was a uh, it happened. Now, number three on my worst of the year is Thor: Love and Thunder. Huh. Again, I have reviewed that uh, movie on the channel. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. And I'm not going to get angry right now over it. I did not like these three superhero films. I thought 2022 was the year where the superhero film really, really took a nosedive. Even something such as high-level art like The Batman isn't on any list, worst or best. I completely forgot that I watched that movie. That's how great The Batman was. Like, I was in during the moment of the... You know, when I watched it in theaters, I was there. It was fine. But the social commentary didn't really interest me. And then the more I get away from the film, I don't think of the action scenes or anything. But apparently, I think more about the Batman than I do Thor Love and Thunder because I'm supposed to be talking about this one being the worst of the year. So, yes, Thor Love and Thunder was a stupid film with a stupid plot. And I really regret watching it. I Marvel, if it wasn't for this channel, I could wait for streaming. That's it. That's all I have to say about Marvel. Now, number two on the list is They Them. Yeah, I watched that movie. <laughs> it was it was bad. Now, it was Kevin Bacon at a reassignment camp with kids who are transgender or gay or different. And it was one of those types of movies. Like, but I'm a cheerleader of the horror movie but I'm a cheerleader of the horror movie. <laughs> so the the casting was cast with real like p- actors who were the you know transgender or they were really black people or they were really because they <laughs> yeah thank god we're there in history they cast real black people. <laughs> how, how, you but, know that's really progressive of them. I'm, I'm I applaud that. Yeah, Al uh, Jolson it, was it, it's better it's, it, it's better than than how it casting real Indian real Indian people. Yeah. Kumail Nanjani. Mm, mm. <laughs> the theme. Mm. Oh my god, I love but, it. But the problem with the film They Them is these transgender or different style actors, they can't act. They got the worst representations. They didn't get good actors. So it's like Kevin Bacon is Kevin Bacon. So he's a classy guy. He's been in great stuff. He's been in this stuff. So he's been all over. But it's Kevin Bacon. The, the the regular actors, the ones that aren't, you know, identity-based, we'll call them the identity-based actors, uh, they're all fine. But, like, the transgender actor can't act, and they're the lead. Or, like, the, the gay guy or whatever is not a good actor, and he's, like, the supporting actor. So you're just stuck watching a, a horrible movie with, like people that it's like if you critique it's like oh what are you a bigot it's like no this person yes. just can't act <laughs> or or yes you know the truth will come out eventually but no, they them was just notable for how terrible it was and i would recommend you don't watch it even if you want to get fucked up and watch a stupid movie yeah yeah i can't even recommend it for that because it's stupid it's dumb it's one of those movies you'll wish you didn't watch 
Now, guys, before we get to number one, I want to give an honorable mention to a little film called Beast starring Idris Elba. Have you guys heard of that one? I saw ads for it, but it was no. not anything that I found to be interesting. Was it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's him and him, him and the him and his family Fari. versus the tiger. Yeah, Shelton yeah, yeah. Copley, yes, the yeah. lion. So, if you like the movie Jaws, you're going to hate the movie Beast because Beast was essentially Jaws in the Serengeti, but it sucked. <laughs> And when I was looking at the list of every movie that came out this year, I completely forgot I saw Beast. And so while Beast wasn't bad enough to make the worst of the year, because it was so forgettable, it had to be an honorable mention for how terrible it was. So up next, guys, is the worst film of the year. And I'm not going to put a graphic on screen because I might break something. Halloween Ends. <laughs> I was waiting oh, for that one. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for that to pop yeah, up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate Halloween ends with a fucking passion because it's that terrible. It really is. Like, when you list the worst type of horror film, Halloween ends will always top your list because it checks off so many boxes. It's part of a franchise that's past its prime. Check. It's trying to reinvent the wheel when it's not time to reinvent the wheel check it's trying to add relevance to part of an old franchise that really wasn't good check it tries to do yeah. things from other horror franchises check halloween ends is the worst fucking film of the year it is not good it is not nostalgic it is there's nothing i have spent way too much time in 2022 reading posts of people trying to defend this dumpster fire it's shit. When you take a movie like Halloween Kills and find a way to top it for how terrible you are, well, God damn it. Congratulations. Because you've created a piece of shit. And that's what Halloween Ends is. An absolute cinematic piece of shit. There is nothing redeeming about that film. From the opening to the close, you will be better having skipped Halloween Ends. Your life is better having never seen the film, folks. Trust me. There's nothing beneficial about it. Again, like they them it's not even fun to be fucked up and watch halloween ends it's not we've done it it doesn't <laughs> don't do it all right that's the official <laughs> word of world-class bullshitters don't subject yourself to halloween ends friends don't let friends watch halloween ends okay <laughs> don't do it don't fucking do it you should you should make a shirt that says that you really should <laughs> friends don't let friends halloween ends Yes. That's it. That'll, that'll be our first shirt of the new year. <laughs> Copy World Class Bullshitters. You should make it a shirt, and then I'll tweet it to to fucking Blumhouse and Jason and all the other assholes who worked on the movie. I, you know, I know we're always one degree of separation from him, so I could just make the shirt and we could give it to somebody who could then pass it on to him. Really? <laughs> That would be great. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so I also heard that, you know how we, I always go, oh, yeah, The Rock is so cool and this and that and the other. From a similar source to somebody that I know, he's not nice anymore. Apparently, he's, like, bought into his own hype and is, like, this major douchebag about branding, so... That's what I learned in 2023, man. Or 2022. God damn it, Jeff. Quit quit shooting ahead. I'm 
quantum leaping back and forth, man, okay? <laughs> Wait, who's, whose body are you in the future? I don't know, but he's not, never going home again. Not Scott Bakula's. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. Well, well, they renewed that show for a second season, I think, so. Mm. Oh, they did. I thought of you. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see how season two goes. You you got to watch the Western episode because I'm in the background of that one. Okay. We, like, I'll, do seriously, that. I'll, we, I'll do that just we, for you. Just for you. <laughs> we, yeah, there's like some crowd shot and we're in the background. We were just at Universal. We weren't like on the show or anything like that. Cool. We just were like, they're like, yeah, we're filming Quantum Leap. Please be quiet. And then, the, yeah, there we are. So there you go, folks. The Western episode with Ernie Hudson and the uh, Asian guy. <laughs> so that was our list of the best and worst of 2022. But we still have some more stuff to talk about. Uh, including some other topics and big events. But let's check in with the audience, because folks, remember, uh, this is a holiday episode, but I am leaving for the holidays very, very soon. i got to catch a red-eye to Cincinnati. So like I said at the beginning of the show, folks, uh, this one will be a little short, but we'll be back on January 5th with a big blowout to start the new year. But we have something yeah. special planned for next week, so spend your Thursday nights with us as well. Uh, WCBS will be here even in spirit. Yeah, we can celebrate my birthday when we come back. Oh, yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. Ode to Kendo. Yeah. As I turn the big 3-0. I'm so excited. I just graduated from college last week. I know. It's awesome. I was proud of you. Kendo, you're so young and, and, and with child. It's, it's, it's impressive, buddy. It's impressive. Not with child. That's, that happens to him. Is there something we need to talk about? <laughs> yeah, apparently I've not only transitioned, but I did a really good job of it. <laughs> Folks, you have just witnessed Junior Two. Come yeah, I was, I, was, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. I was like, Kendo, Kendo is on <laughs> Wait, we'll just reboot Junior with Kendo's real life origin now. I guess that's the story, right? And we're sticking to it. <laughs> was that the second movie in like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Danny DeVito franchise? Yeah, because it was twins and that. Yep. Yep. I wonder what a third one would have been like. They go to outer space. Oh, God damn it. Could you imagine Danny DeVito in Total Recall? Dude, that would be that would that would be that'd be fine. You know, you you know it would be it would, it would be Arnold Schwarzenegger being the smart one and Danny DeVito being the the astronaut. He's and you know that's that would be the the joke there. That would be the thing. I just don't buy Arnold Schwarzenegger as a genius actor. Like I could, like in real life, I know he's like a together with it guy who's achieved a lot, but when he tries to play a smart character, I just don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. Well, I mean, nasty. yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Look at him. I mean, it's just kind of like somebody with that physique usually isn't. Like, um, you know, quantum physics level smart. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are a few. I'm sure there are a few, but usually, like, stereotypically, well, not not so much. There's Doctor Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> like I said, there are a few. Yeah, we're proud of Doctor Dolph Lundgren. The smell of fear. Oh man. So, um. <laughs> RJ McCree says DeVito would need to go into Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I would like to watch a movie where it's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger meets the gang from It's Always Sunny. That, that would funny. be that would be my movie of 2023 if it was happening. 
But alas, it's not. Oh well, I'll just be disappointed. All right, guys, so let's check in with the audience. Kendo, uh, you gave a number last time, right? So, Nick, it's your yeah. turn. Um, 41. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did. He's no more. He ceases to be. So, uh, checking in, we have Sejorjan. Uh, that was our other $100. We have Joseph Bienowicz, who says, this is another gent that Jeff may deem to punish, so Jeff is to get the same Eternals cosplay or something worse. Merry Christmas to all. Gosh. Now, that was a big $100 super chat. Uh, thank you very much. So we got to play the Steiner math. So, folks, this is a red-letter date in the history of WCBS. You got yeah. three Steiner math buttons because you guys – we're so generous with us tonight. So thank you, folks, for being so kind to the WCBS show. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. And uh, here's some Steiner Man. You know, they say all men are created equal. But you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix. Your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one -on -one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Yes, they do, Scott. Yes, they do. Shribbles08 says, if the word of the day wasn't another word of the day, it would be Figgy, how Stella got her Figgy back. Star Wars, The Last Figgy, and Figgy and the Bandit. That just sounds like a good album, Figgy and the Bandit. Yeah, it's Twiggy's twin sister. <laughs> She's a little thicker, but, you know, just as talented. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, make sure she's not too thick, or, or, or Dion's going to go after her. She's white. you will go after her no matter how she looks. <laughs> yeah. Good points, good points. Let's not Look, kid ourselves my, here. Yeah, I know my friend. Love him to death. Uh, uh, Darian two and yeah, you know, I'm gonna see him in about a week. Uh, actually, a week from today, I'll see a Dion. And um, folks, what should we uh, say to Dion for not showing up tonight? Should I torture him with some horse videos, or should I just uh, give him? No, 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 no. Like video, if you can videotape yourself, like waking him up with a Buffalo Jeff voice or something like that. Just you know. Really funny, creepy shit. Mm, good morning, Dion. This is your old pal, Buffalo Jeff, live and in person. Just like that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> On it. On it. Uh, Darian217, thank you very much. He says, has James Cameron been working on Avatar 2 for years, similar to how Axl Rose was working on Chinese Democracy for years? Terminator <laughs> killing biker, please. Uh, yes, we will play the Terminator button for you. Uh, just a moment. I had to actually pull it up. 
I don't know why I sounded like the lady from Office Space. But here we go. Uh, let's give you the Terminator button. Uh, I hung out with Ninja Lawyer Steve last night. It was a blast. And uh, thank you, Ninja Lawyer Steve, for sending us this wonderful button. Um, I, have, I have a question about that, Jeff. Is is he yeah. both a ninja and a lawyer? Yes, and his name is Steve. Okay, just just checking. Just checking. It was really hard to have dinner with him because he couldn't really see where he was, and I didn't know if he'd sue me if I said anything out of line. So, whatever. Fair enough. It, yeah, it was it was an event. I lived through it. That's good. Uh, That's good. Steve. That's good. <laughs> it made it sound really bad. I had a great time. Uh, drunk on tacos thank you very much uh we did read yours though james cameron shot avatar 2 so long ago that baldwin wasn't a murderer yet <laughs> aj journeyman gets in on the fun cameron started filming avatar 2 back when gas was 10 cents a liter and plato and socrates were tag teaming oh <laughs> the late new jack inspired my message well r.i.p uh new jack uh we hardly knew ye but uh that's a good one that's a good one uh Shermo's 08 uh just says i'll take a terminator motorcycle too and you get what you deserve uh we will press that in just a moment but we have a couple more james cameron started shooting avatar 2 so long ago star wars was still owned by george lucas <laughs> that's from darian 217 uh folks thank you for sending those in now let me uh read the super chats and stuff uh and press the proper buttons so uh SH Rolls 08 wanted to see the motorcycle and you get what you deserve. So we'll play you the get what you deserve first, and then we'll play the motorcycle. So here we go. You get what you fucking deserve! Ah, uh, but oh my gosh! That motorcyclist is dead. And let's see it again from a different angle. I really wish we would have kept a counter. I mean, the listeners can go back and do it. It's a, well, it's by really my annoying. count, it's up to 268 at this point. He gone. Um, that's just so many. Do you feel responsible at all? Because I don't. No. Nope. He stole. He stole the bike. He deserves it. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're not the ones that's you know acting like a complete total prick by stealing a bike and then driving it that fast through a crowded area. Should I go there? Like, so folks that are patrons, I'm getting ready to edit together the Hollywood footage, and we're going to give you a nice view of the um, some screen used props, including the DeLorean, Ecto One, and a whole lot more. Adam West Batman costumes, Smokey and the Bandit stuff. It was a great day. So I'll be making a little documentary, and we'll have fun. It'll be kind of like a toy video, but uh, way more in depth. But if you want, uh, maybe in January, I'll go to the location of that accident. Should I go to that intersection and be like, we're yeah. live from where that guy hit a car? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll do it since you guys want it. All right, so up next is our friend Shrevels08. Uh, we bred yours, sorry. 
Darian two and seven, we read yours, but he wanted to see the Joe Rogan Stormtrooper. So sure, we'll press that for you. Uh, let me get back to here and let me get you to the Stormtrooper. I'd like to know how many steps that Stormtrooper's fallen down. By my count, it's a lot. Too many. Did many. you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And then, where were we at? Violence. Yes. He did. TLJ Screwjob. Fuck, Mary kill, date. Jim Carrey edition. Liar, liar. Ace Ventura, pet detective. Man on the moon, dumb and dumber. Well, I'll go. I will kill Man on the Moon. I will marry Dumb and Dumber. I will... Fuck, liar, liar, and I'll date Ace Ventura, pet detective. Um, let's see. Kill Man in the Moon. Fuck Dumb and Dumber. Um, marry Ace Ventura, and then date Liar, Liar. Uh, I'm going to fuck Dumb and Dumber. I'm going to date Ace Ventura. I'm going to kill Liar Liar, and I'm going to marry Man on the Moon because I'm such a fucking Andy Kaufman, Mark. <laughs> Did you see that back in theaters? No. I wanted to. I My appreciation... I, I wanted to see it because it was Jim Carrey, but my appreciation for Andy Kaufman didn't come until well after that movie was out of theaters. Fair enough. The only reason I was kind of aware of it back then is one, I liked Jim Carrey, and two, I was new into wrestling, and they kept talking about it on WWF. Yeah, yeah, they kept constantly going on and on about it. Good old JR and the King were in it. Yeah. I mean, shit, the King was part of that history, though, so. Yeah. That's fun. I love that story. It's a good one. TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. He also sends in one that says, Merry Christmas, 007. All your ideal Bond movies? I mean, like, of a, a, a modern one? Because my ideal James Bond movie would either be Old Man Pierce Brosnan James Bond or a 60s uh, set piece. Or a 60s uh, period piece movie. Which, I mean, they, which, I mean they, they, have, they have more than enough money to do <clears throat> if they wanted to, but, um, yeah. Well, I mean, would if, if they did one like that, would that interfere with, I guess, the loose timeline of James Bond at all, or do you think? I mean, you could do, like, an you don't even have to do an Elseworld. You could just do a mission between a mission. Like, if we acknowledge that it's all the same guy, not this fucking code. Yeah, one, yeah 100% we're acknowledging that, 100%. If we all acknowledge that, then you can tell stories in between Goldfinger and Thunderball and all this other shit. Yeah, you can just... That's the thing. You just don't have to, like, have James Bond run into the same people that are in these other movies. Like, all right, Blofeld's alive. Have Blofeld be the big bad guy and just have him not be involved with anything and then you can have Bond kill him and whatever. I don't want this, but I'm saying it's like a possibility. You can do that shit or you well, can just and, do them as one-offs. Yeah, and that sounds a lot better and easier than anything because if they put him in the modern age, it would deal with technology. <laughs> yep, that's really my issue. It's not about any political correctness. It's like Bond with computers is boring. Yeah. 
Uh, up next, or sorry, uh, Kendo, what about you? I'm sorry, what was it? Your ideal Bond movie. Uh, GoldenEye. Just oh, okay. give me Bond movies like the really good ones, and those are my ideal Bond movies. Him going around fucking doing shit like he does, you know, in GoldenEye and from Russia with Love and, you know, the classics, the like really high rated ones that we think so highly of. Those are my ideal Bond movies. Him just fucking doing spy stuff and, you know, stopping the Soviets. I like that. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Xavier to God, there he is. Uh, did you guys ever go read Iron Man comics, play Iron Man games, or watch Iron Man shows because of the first Iron Man movie? No. Nope. Mm -mm, no. I had an... When I was a kid, I had an Iron Man video game for the original PlayStation called Iron Man Exo Manowar Heavy Metal. And that was... And then I had Iron Man toys as a kid. But when the movie came out, the only thing I bought from the movie was the movie. I was a freshman in college, and yeah, I still bought toys. That's not like I wasn't. I bought all the Indiana Jones action figures that summer. But that was it. I was more into that. Uh, I didn't even pick up Iron Man comic books. What I would do is I would read books that featured Iron Man more than uh, not. So, for example, I started reading The Avengers, or I would read... I always would read books that Iron Man appeared in, but was never, like, picking up my back issues. The one big thing I did purchase post the movie is I bought a DVD... And it had scans of every Iron Man book, like the first 500 issues. So I oh, did nice. invest in that. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I read some good ones and some bad ones. But uh, overall, I like Iron Man. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was, I was going to say, the only, the only thing I've done that with is probably Constantine. I got the Hellblazer comics, and I've been slowly reading those. Oh, nice. I yeah. need to do that myself. Yeah, because I really love the movie, and I was just like, who is it? I had to do it one scene researching the character. I was like, oh, this is a comic book. This is Hellblazer or whatever. So I've been collecting. Uh, I, I, I have got all of them up to, up to the current issues, and I've been slowly reading them as well. So, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll check those out one of these days. I've just gone back, and I keep reading the same shit. Now I'm just reading it for artistic reasons. Yeah. Um, I know that Keanu wants to do a part two. I think it's – I don't know if it's official. But he wants to do part two. Oh, sign me up. Uh, Xavier to God back again. Fuck Mary Kill. Santa, Slave, Violent Knight, and Bad Santa. Oh, man. Um, I gotta kill Bad Santa. Gonna marry Santa Slay and fuck Violent Knight. Because Santa Slay is, um, is so much fun. I love it. I will. Marry bad Santa, fuck Violent Night, and kill Santa Slay. I haven't seen Violent Night, so like I can't accurately judge that one. Um, so I will just say, marry bad Santa, fuck Santa Slay, and kill Violent Night? Question mark. This could change after I see the movie. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you, Xavier to God. Darian217, thank you. It dies tonight. Terminator 2 Killing Biker, please. Okay. <laughs> People really love that one. They really love that one. Yeah, Ninja Lawyer Steve for the win. Uh, here we go again, folks.
goodbye. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. He got shot by a robot. So up next we have where are we at? TLJ Screwjob. Or sorry, Darian Two and Seven. Thank you. TLJ Screwjob says James Cameron has been filming Avatar Two since before Mr. Tagaki was killed by Hans Gruber. Oh my God, that's fair. Joseph Inubu Takage. That is such a great opener where uh, Hans gets off the fucking elevator and everyone just freaks out. We should it's a great uh, movie, man. It's a great movie. I really wish yeah. we would have done a Die Hard watch party this year. Oh well, next Christmas, folks. Next year. Yeah, if there's a Christmas next year, we will do a watch party for Die Hard. <laughs> uh, forecast points um, to probably. Yeah, I mean, if it's if if you know if if we're all uh, Mad Max next year, then um, good luck to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a possibility that happens too. Oh yeah, yeah, there's always a possibility. Yeah, uh, like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Oh yeah. Ancient Mariner, thank you very much. James Cameron has been filming Avatar since before Jennifer Lawrence was the first action hero. Oh, God. Yeah. She? Then, that's why Avatar has the blue uh, CGI females, because Jennifer Lawrence hadn't been in an action movie yet. It all makes sense now. I'm really glad she said what she said. Uh, we really should listen to her more often. Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> I love that everybody went to roast her so fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, it's not every day that somebody says something that stupid. So when they do, Nick, you gotta let them know. Oh no, one hundred percent. I I love that the, the the tweet got ratioed. The only way it exists is a screenshot because like they had to fucking delete it. That's how that's how that's how bad it got. But they uploaded a video of it in its replacement, so that's which dumb. which did which wasn't any better. It's kind of like, oh, sorry, we're gonna we're gonna put, 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 get this video of the, of the evidence of instead of just a quote, we're gonna actually show you her saying it. It's like you guys are morons. You guys are fucking morons. Up next, we have our friend Xavier Degat again, who says, "Fuck Mary, kill the mask, liar, liar, and Ace Ventura." Kill the mask. Mary Ace Ventura and fuck liar liar. The mask Ace Ventura liar liar. Um, kill liar liar. Um, Mary Ace Ventura and fuck the mask. I will. None of these are my favorites, but I'll marry Liar Liar, fuck the mask. No, no, I, I can't kill him. I'll, you know, I'll kill the mask. I'll fuck Ace Ventura and I'll marry Liar Liar. Shrubbles08, thank you very much. I'll take a Joe Rogan slap nut and a Men in Black slap, please. Ah, we do not have the Men in Black slap anymore. They got a copy strike on that. So if you'd like to shoot us a regular message for another request, uh, we'd love to play that for you. But until then, uh, you wanted a slap nut. So uh, where is he? Here. Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh my god! Down goes Beetle! It's Mr. Flat Nut for you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead. Well, no. He's not. <laughs> uh, TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. Uh, where were we? Uh, there we are. TLJ Screwjob sends in a few, says, First off, ninja lawyer Steve has to be Asian because Hollywood says ninjas have to be Asian, which just perpetuates the stereotype, which they claim to not want. 
Well, uh, when Ninja Lawyer Steve uh, reveals his face to me, I'll even tell you guys what he looks like. But he was a ninja. He had a mask on. It was dark. I had sunglasses on. It's late. Uh, I have a half a tank of gas, and we're a couple hundred miles from Chicago. A couple thousand, actually. <laughs> a lot of thousands of miles away from yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty damn far. Pretty damn far. Chicago is not in the in the cards at all. God. Not in this weather. Yeah, especially especially the yeah, the way things are going now. That this um, <laughs> basically basically we're going we're 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 gonna have the the day after tomorrow today. Oh, my everything's gonna be iced over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need Kevin Costner and a flamethrower to get through this. <laughs> you know what though, I believe in it. <laughs> TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much. She says, Jeff, Nick, bets on Kendo using the they looked Asian and sounded Asian. I think they were Asian, to quote Stan Sweet. <laughs> Fucking cable guy. What a great movie. <laughs> Probably. He's definitely going to use that. Now, that would be a difficult fuck, Mary kill on the Jim Carrey scale for me. Because the cable guy is a... An underrated classic in my eyes. It is. It's one of the, it's one of those ones where you like you saw it as a kid and you're like, what the hell is this? But you had to grow up and watch it, and understand it, and kind of figure it out, and then you kind of you know you you, you appreciate it later in life. Yeah, I own it. I would own it on different formats if it existed in like you know ultra high definition. I think I'd drop you know twenty bucks on the cable guy. I like it a lot actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad Jim Carrey made it. The 90s were a very good decade for Jim Carrey. Everything else has not been that good. Well, I mean, he, he has to thank In Living Color for that. So, James Carrey. Yeah. That, you know, back when he had a soul. <laughs> I mean, I guess he still has a soul. I don't really know him personally, but... I don't know, man. He's getting, he's getting a, little, a little crazy these days, so... Yeah, that's fair. He's a little crazy. So, that's the end of the Super Chat portion of the show. I guess Dion didn't make it home in time. So, I guess we're just going to have to continue the show without him. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. I think it's about... uh, Oh, hold on. We got a couple more uh, Super Chats. And then we're going to have to wind this one down because I got to catch a flight. So, um, let's uh, read a few more from... Xavier to God. Uh, actually, no, it's TLJ Screwjob. Bonesaw, Grace, and Hi Joe Rogan, please. Well, of course. <laughs> so, uh, Imagine if you gave a white supremacist five MEO DMT, and then as the first one, as they're exhaling. Yeah. You think Joe Rogan's high right now? Yes. Eh, you know, smart money's on that. Which is which is weird because he lives in Texas now, and I I don't I'm pretty sure weed is not legal in Texas, or well, it does not move to Texas. Yeah, he moved. To, you know, he's out of Cal. He moved out of California a long time ago. Um. So I wonder how he's how he's how he's getting his stuff. Um, over the border. Yep. By by a mule. An actual literal mule brings. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, not that, not, not the one that. Um... Not Clint Eastwood. No. Just an actual mule. Yep. Like the one for Sister Sarah. 
<laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. I'm that guy today. Um, also, you wanted um, this one. And finally, Wait! since I'm feeling generous, let's uh, give you one more. Jamarant! Ah, classic. <laughs> so, guys, uh, we have another Fuck, Mary Kill from video games. Deadpool, Arkham City, Web of Shadows, which is a Spider-Man game. I have not played any of those. I've never played the Spider-Man game or the Deadpool game. Arkham City is a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's all on you, Jeff. All right, well, I have uh, not played Deadpool, but I've played the other ones. So I'll kill Deadpool, even though you can't really kill him. I will fuck Web of Shadows and marry Arkham City. Arkham City was a very awesome, complete game back in the day, and I enjoyed it. It had a lot of fun uh, DLC that only heightened the experience it didn't make the game feel complete so uh, it was already a full game i really liked the arkham series it revitalized my interest in batman that had really never died it just made me like batman a whole hell of a lot more uh we also have xavier to god fuck mary kill xbox 360 and xbox one um let's see uh kill the 360 yeah. Um, marry the marry the Xbox One. Uh, sorry, no. Fuck the Xbox One and marry the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. I will kill the Xbox One. I'll marry the Xbox 360, and I will fuck the original Xbox. I didn't buy an Xbox One, but god damn it, I loved the Xbox 360. That was a fun console. Yeah, if it didn't break. Yeah, that's fair. Mine broke a lot, too. I just really liked the games I had, so. That is what it is. And so, um, I think we've reached all of it. Uh, we've, re we've read everything. So let me uh, make sure we haven't missed anything. And then we'll uh, close out our last broadcast of 2022 before we have another big, fun 2023. Yes, I've had many 2023s in my life. Uh, thank you, folks. No, but, um, folks, we've had a fun year. We've crossed 175,000. We've uh, had a fun couple projects come out. Everything was, uh, you know, it was a good year. Anything you guys want to say before we uh, close this one out? Um, No, it was a lot of fun. Very successful. Looking forward to what comes next. Yep. You know, hopefully we, uh, we reach... Uh, 200 sooner than we expect yeah. but See, that's the that, thing i'm gonna say we hit that by the end of the first quarter of the year i, really I would to. yeah i'd love that for i'd love that to happen uh that'd yeah, be the awesome thing is we can make it happen for ourselves we don't have to wait around and make wait for it to happen we can make it happen so yeah no i'm india yeah, and I'm, I'm i'm entirely I'm, I'm entirely on board for that for sure 100 i got some plans the audience <clears throat> doesn't even know yet nice nice um, but yeah, other than that, um, everybody have a safe and wonderful Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year's better than this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Chinooka. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is that as well. 
All right, folks. Well, I just want to tell you, thank you for joining us. Oh, Rob Brant says got home late. Just wanted to say Merry Christmas. Well, Rob, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Early, late, it doesn't matter. We're just happy that you uh, caught us live. And uh, Aev Nodic, yes, you may have another Animal House style. But folks, I just want to thank everyone who joined us this year, who joined our content or joined in on the content, had fun, checked us out on all the platforms, and uh, helped us grow and make 2022 a fun year. Uh, we'll be back next year with more instead of next time with more. But like I said, folks, don't worry. There's going to be some content coming your way in the next coming couple of days. We just put out a video, uh, but it is Christmas time, so spend some time with your family. I know that's what I'm getting ready to do. I'm going to jump on a plane. Uh, get through shit, and uh, go home. Have a good time, hang out with my family, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. And I suggest if you celebrate Christmas and you can do the same thing, do the same thing. Or at least relax and enjoy the day off. But from all of us here at World Class Bullshitters, thank you for watching. Uh, Enjoy the end of your year, and be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? My name is Jeff.